Yo, this is Rich Ladder from One Nation Radio. This is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We present to you the Ace of Podcasts, keeping it strong style. Let's go. It's the Ace of Podcasts, keeping it strong style. Covering New Japan, they ready to hold it down. Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Josh. Come and hit a job out in Barrio the Frogs. From Tokyo Dome over to the G1. Social Suplex is the network where we can get it done. I'm a chiller. And let them have it, cause this is just an intro. Keeping the strong style six stars from the get go, boy. Yeah, from Tampa Bay to the Tokyo Dome, this is Keeping It Strong Style with your hosts, Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Joshua Smith. And thank you for listening. Welcome to Keeping It Strong Style on the Social Suit Lex Podcast Network. Jeremy Donovan here alongside the young boy Josh Smith. And joining us for this very special episode, we have Rich Latta and James Boy from One Nation Radio. On today's show, we'll be covering uh, everything we've seen on WrestleMania weekend, from Supercard of Honor to all the indies that we've been to. Make sure you support the Social Suplex Podcast Network by subscribing on the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating and review. You can also get all the podcast archives along with all of our columns at socialsuplex.com. Go to socialsuplex.com forward slash subscribe to sign up to get all the podcasts and columns delivered directly to your email inbox. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Good, man. Um, It's been a legendary week in professional wrestling, no matter what promotion um, it's in. We've seen guys from New Japan. We've seen guys from... Uh, you know NXT and now WrestleMania is later on today. But um, what do you guys think about all this stuff? Like, like this has been crazy. Well, we've got uh, almost all of us have bottles of water all around us uh, because we've been screaming our heads off. We've been uh, running hard, and this has been a crazy week. I mean, if you can't tell by our voices, <clears throat> like this has been an exhausting week. But this has been one of the greatest like weeks of wrestling I've ever witnessed. My entire life, the lineup here is just incredible. So let's kind of start recapping some of the stuff that we saw this weekend. So uh, all kicked off on Thursday. We saw the uh, 2018 WrestleCon Super Show. Um, a lot of New Japan guys on there. Uh, the first New Japan matchup that we saw, guys that we saw, we saw Ishii against uh, Jeff Cobb. How did you guys feel about that match? Um, I think I marked out like one of the most, like one of the largest markout moments of my life. Just seeing Ishii come out, um, being like he's real, he's right there. Yeah, yeah the Stone Pitbull right in front of us. Yeah, man. Like um, when I saw Ishii and Jeff Cobb, uh, who nothing to take take away from him at all. He came to play uh, for sure. This was just the excellence of Tomohiro Ishii um, showing, once again, no matter who the opponent is, essentially, he's going to go in there and make you conform and make you step your damn game up. Um, hard-hitting, bruiserweight hoss match, and, you know, dramatic, everything like that. So, um, that was a great match. I thought it was, like, around, like, four and a quarter. Yeah, that was... Yeah, I think we... I think we... I have it written down. We have it as four and a half, but... Okay. Um, yeah, that was just an awesome match, and you know we we've been watching Ishii for a while now, and we see him on New Japan World, but it was just you know crazy to see him in person, 
um, and such a great matchup he had with Jeff Cobb. Like you mentioned, Rich, it was hard hitting, and uh, even though Jeff Cobb was, you know, obviously a little bit wider, um, uh, a little bit bigger than Ishii, you couldn't tell Ishii carries himself like a super heavyweight and was taking it to that man. Like a seven footer. Yeah. Seeing seeing Jeff Cobb in real life, I mean, we, I've seen him before, but just seeing him again was incredible as well. Uh, I got the pleasure to see him perform several times this week. There was one spot in that match that really stood out where they they traded uh, forearms for like two minutes straight. Yes. Uh, Rich, you clocked like, what, like 45 yeah, seconds Yeah, I clocked like 45 seconds of it, and it was just like, you could see the um, either the sweat or the juice in Jeff Cobb's hair go flying <laughs> as Ishii was uh, clobbering him uh, back and forth. Yeah, and uh, Jeff Cobb, definitely, I hope um, we could potentially maybe see him in the G1 Climax this year. Um, oh, he was excellent this week. Yeah. Every, every time I watched him, he was excellent. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some spots opening up in the G1. You guys, you know, Nagata had his last G1 last year. So Jeff Cobb, I think, would be a great guy to kind of come in and fill some of those missing spots that we might have this year. So What else was on the show? Uh, none of these guys are New Japan guys. But we, just, we have to talk about this real quick. There was a tag match between uh, Ray Horace Phoenix going against Flamita and Bandito. And the match was so good that at the end, the crowd was throwing money in the ring at these guys. Yes. So much innovation. I thought I saw a legendary, like, moment in time in wrestling history. Like, I, and I imagine, like, this is similar throughout um, wrestling history. Like, back in the days, like, they didn't have, uh, you know, streaming services and ways you could watch everything. So, you know, you just kind of felt like you were a part of something with that match. I saw some shit in that match that I've never seen before. Like, this guy was doing, like, kip-ups on the top rope. Like, you know, his back was hitting the ropes. And I believe I have that on uh, camera as well. And he was using, like, the second rope to bounce off of. It was just Lucha Libre at its absolute zenith. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, these are guys I hope, I mean, I think these guys are all affiliated with Crash and Lucha Underground. But I would love to see these guys in, like, the best of the Super Juniors in New Japan. I mean... There were just so many moves, like, I didn't even know what to call them. Um, and just the risks they were taking on this uh, indie show was crazy. Yeah, I um, saw, very, I saw like, several. We saw, I don't know, a lot of different spot fests. High-level athleticism. Wrestling in 2018 is, you know, on a different level. And it's pretty peculiar when you see a match that you're like, this stood head and shoulders from an athletic standpoint than everything else I saw on the weekend across all promotions, WWE and, and uh, NXT and Ring of Honor. That's a good candidate for, like, best uh, match of the weekend. Like, yeah. um, I, I think we'll get to something later that I think sealed the deal, and I'm going to, like, jump out on the limb here and start saying it now. But up until, you know, what we just watched recently, like, that was in a class of its own. Yeah, it was incredible. Um. And then later on, we got to see the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay. That's right. Will Ospreay, after almost killing himself um, against Skrull, decided to make his bookings here in New Orleans. Well, I'm glad he did. Yeah, we saw some great Ospreay matches all weekend. And here he was in a fatal four-way against Adam Brooks, Sammy Guevara, and uh, Shane Swerve Strickland. And this is another match where these guys were... Um, just being reckless with their bodies, diving, flipping all over the place. Osprey 
even injured, was still wrestling at 100%, doing all of his crazy spots and not taking it easy at all. Yeah, man, like, we'll, I said this, like, after watching a couple different Will Osprey matches this week, like, literally starting at Sakura Genesis and going through to uh, the last match I saw him in, which was against Matt Riddle, which we'll talk about later. He's wrestling like he wants to crown. Like, he was a young guy for a couple years now. He's like, yeah, all that's over. I'm here now. I'm arriving. And it's like, um, sometimes, like in the NBA, and James, you can assess to this, dudes, like, arrive, like, early, you know. And, and, yeah. and, uh, and I feel like I saw that in Will Ospreay this entire week. Yeah, like um, Anthony Davis this year, for example. Yeah. Young boy, what do you think about Ospreay in this match? Which match was that? The Fatal Four Way with against uh, Adam Brooks, Sammy Guevara, and Shane Strickland. I thought it was I thought it was excellent. I think uh, you know I was worried about his neck, to be honest with you, and maybe expected him to kind of phone in some of his uh, some of his performances, or maybe he was put in a four way to kind of protect him. But that clearly was not the case because he did as much or more than everybody else that that was on the show. I can't project any further than I already am. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like it was it was an excellent match. Um, you know, four stars. What else was on the show? So next we had um, Sammy Callahan teaming up with the flamboyant Juice Robinson and the ace Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on the team of David Starr, Brian Cage, and the IWGP Intercontinental Champion, Minoru Suzuki. Uh, once again, it was just like crazy having Tanahashi right there in front of us, uh, Minoru Suzuki right there in front of us. Um, you know, we made sure not to glance too much at Suzuki in case he decided, you know, jump out in the crowd and come, you know. Handle us. You're right. You know. Yeah, you gotta be careful. You're like trying to look Minoru Suzuki in the eye, now, like that's like gambling with your own health. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Um, when we met him at WrestleCon, like I made sure I didn't stare too long. Uh, I approached him like, "Yes, sir." And I, right. you know, I, had I, to I head told, down, I, let, show ultimate respect. I was like Suzuki Ichiban, and he just like you know nodded his head at me. I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes. time to get out of here." <laughs> Bro, he let me hold IWGP like both of us. He yeah. Hold the uh, IWGP Intercontinental Title, and it was like. Yeah, man, I don't want you to, like, flash and see red and destroy me, uh, <laughs> you know, by holding your belt. Right. This is yours. Like, let's not get this, uh, <laughs> just, you know, just, just for the picture. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, uh, <clears throat> in this match, Sammy Callahan was getting all the heat. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were, we were the whole crowd was burying this man. Uh, pretty much, he was the one guy on his team getting booed. Everybody loved uh, Juice Robinson and Tanahashi. Um I would love to see Juice and Tanahashi um, in the World Tag League this year. Uh, and then Minoru Suzuki was out here, um, you know, doing his thing. The slaps. Oh, yeah, that was the best. Josh, what do you think about seeing these guys? Um, well, that was actually the second time that I got to see Suzuki uh, that weekend because as soon as we got here, I got dropped off at Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. Yeah, it's all about that. Yeah, so that that was an excellent card. Um, it, it was like essentially a shoot style card. I didn't really know what to expect because looking at the workers that were on the card, um, uh, there's a lot of guys who are not known for shoot style wrestling whatsoever. And then there's a lot of MMA fighters. And then there's a lot of technical guys who you know could probably shoot. So it was very, I mean, it was 
Game Changing Wrestling, GCW, are the ones who put it on, and they're known for, you know, big, like, blood sport, like, or, like, you know, deathmatch type of things. They're based out of New Jersey. Um, but there was no ropes, and it was submission and knockouts only, and I don't, I don't know that, like, shoot style's ever been a big thing in North America at all. So, um, the show overall, nothing dragged. I think everything was under eight minutes long, and they all felt kind of like MMA fights, some of the workers weren't great at the style, but the one the matches that were good were enough to make up for for that. Plus, mm-hmm. everything was interesting and felt fresh. The crowd didn't know what to expect, and so they were very into it. Plus, it was the first show of the weekend. You know, it was on uh, what was that Thursday? Thursday, Thursday yeah. at like two thirty. So, um, but the main event was supposed to be Matt Riddle versus Loki. And we found out like the night before Loki had to drop out, and they all of a sudden it's Minoru Suzuki. You what know, a fucking upgrade. Yeah, right. <laughs> and if you guys don't know, I mean, we all know about Minoru Suzuki in New Japan, but uh, Minoru Suzuki is one of the greatest shoot style wrestlers that has ever lived. He's essentially one of the godfathers of MMA. Period. Like, you don't have MMA if you don't have Minoru Suzuki. Period. So seeing him go up against Matt Riddle was like a dream match. And those, those guys went out there and they killed it. Um, probably about three and a half. It's kind of hard to judge that style against other styles. But they went out there and, I mean, it was super meaningful. And as soon as he came out there, the crowd just lost. It was the first big pop I heard the whole time I was there. I mm-hmm. mean, they lost their minds. He went out there and um, they had a great match. The strike exchanges were just insane because those two guys know how to work that style. They're both real fighters. All right. And it ended up uh, finishing up with uh, Minoru Suzuki ended up catching Matt Riddle in a uh, rear naked choke. And Matt Riddle tried to couldn't get out. There's no ropes. There's no breaks. He ended up giving everybody the bro signal like he was fine. And then he just faded out. <laughs> and then he just had to tap out. And it was awesome. And then they got up. They, they bowed to each other, hugged each other. It was a great moment. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was my first experience. And I, I saw Minoru Suzuki and I just, like, I was in awe. I could not believe he was there, that I was seeing him in an actual shoot fight, like, I never, because he doesn't even, I mean, he, it's once in a blue moon he ever does that, so, I mean, I don't think I'll ever get to see that again, so, I mean, that was, like, a highlight moment for me that weekend. Right, and he, uh, Suzuki also got the win in this six-man also, he, uh, submitted, uh, Sammy Callahan, and was gonna break his arm, and and then almost broke. Seeing Juice, seeing Juice come out was a mark-out moment, then seeing the ace come out was a mark-out moment, and Suzuki, I mean, it was just unbelievable, um, we were so close to the ring, like we had great seats that we yeah. didn't. We finesse seats, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we finessed those those ground seats. We thought we were gonna be up in the bleachers. We were right by ringside. Yeah. And um, the ace pointed at me. <laughs> I got him on, on video doing so. Yeah, I got a picture of it too. Yeah, so he came over to our and I mean this sounds like such a fanboy, but I am a fanboy for Tanahashi. Yes. And uh, he 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 came up on the turnbuckle and he's looking in our direction. And a lot of the people around us like kind of knew about Tanahashi, but it seemed like this crowd didn't know him like that. Yeah. And I did, I did his ace, the ace hand signal he does. Yeah. And he looked at me, and I pointed at him, and he looked at me, and he pointed right back. <laughs> I was like, oh god! I mean, I can't yeah. even. I, I'm trying to like mark out, but my voice is like going so out. Gone. Yeah. But um, I just couldn't believe it. I literally couldn't believe that. Like, and then at one point when uh, during the match, I was like. Better than Okada, <laughs> and he like popped. He like he like smiled yeah. back. He like did a little air guitar, and I was like, "Yes." Yeah, yeah and, we, and uh, Rich and I got to meet Tanahashi at WrestleCon, and uh, I was trying to get him to do a drop for the show, but he didn't quite understand me. And so I ha- I have like 
you know, 30 seconds of a, like a broken interview of him. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I'll put it up on the show at you the end. Do that. You put, do that. Yeah. He started to give you an interview, bro. Yeah. Yeah. He like thought, just off the love, <laughs> essentially. He, he thought you were trying to interview him and he was going to give you an interview. Who, like, what other major star, when you when you come up to them and you're like, hey, would you be willing? They don't know who you are. Hey, I want to interview you real quick. And they were like, okay, sure, I'll do it. Like, Tanahashi started to do that for you because he literally thought that, like, yeah. you were going to interview him. That's how cool yeah. he was. Yeah. yeah and bro, and like, he was just like, like when I, when I talked to him, it was like, yo, you are, like, the central reason that New Japan is on the map for us to watch and enjoy you know, in the West, essentially, like, you know, the way he he saved the company. Yeah. And I was thinking for all the, you know, Wrestle Kingdom 9 and 10, 11, 12, like, like he's the one. Like, he is always going to be the ace. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and it's crazy, like, how he, he, mode. yeah, he marked out for, so cool. he marked out for Shawn Michaels. Yes. Because I came over there, I had my Shawn Michaels autograph, and he was like, Shawn Michaels is here? Where is Shawn Michaels? <laughs> Can I meet Shawn Michaels? <laughs> and Rich, Rich was like, you guys need to get booked. <laughs> yep, you, know, you guys should get booked. You know, have a match, you know. Um, yeah, man. So, like, Tanahashi spoke, like, the, the limited English he did speak, it like, was great. Very good. And, like, I expected. Like, right. <laughs> like I mean, we, we owe our fandom of New Japan and the growth of Japanese wrestling to him. I mean, he saved that company. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no, there's no keeping it strong style. There's no uh, New Japan World. There's none of that it, without Tanahashi. He's like, us, I don't know, maybe outside of Anoki, he might be the most pivotal figure in their company's history. That's how important he is. Yeah, and being able to like chant Go Ace and do the respectful hand claps and to chant Tanahashi and just... See him do a high, like see him do a high five flow like incredible, yeah. And he was having so much fun. Yes, oh, yeah, they all, and Suzuki yeah. was too. Yeah, all yeah. oh, yeah, all these New Japan guys were having a great time this weekend. It, it was like every New Japan guy I walked up on like it was like my sole goal uh, to let them know yo what you guys are doing. You guys are fucking legends. Like you guys are superstars that we recognize way over here. Like yeah. I literally went into when I um when I met Ishii. I went into Google Translate because I knew Ishii wasn't going to speak in English, right? So I Google Translated like something for him to read, and then like he just looked at, up at me and smiled and shook my hand, like just to let him know, like yo, like you're like. You didn't tell me you did that. Yeah, that, uh, I, got awesome. the, I, I got the idea. Like I was like, I don't, I never like heard Ishii like you know talking or anything like that. Right. But you did that to Ishii. Yeah. yeah, I did it to Ishii. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that, man. Yeah. I didn't get to meet Ishii. I was very like I wanted to. But, you know, one of these days, I'm sure I will... I'm going to meet Ishii one of these days. Right, right. But this was awesome. Um, the, uh, the main event of this WrestleCon show uh, was the Golden Lovers against Chucky e. T and a mystery partner. Uh, we all got our hopes up way too high. And was, <laughs> we were the whole hope, building was. The yeah. whole building thought Okada was going to come Yeah, out. we were waiting to hear the coin drop. He's here. And he's fucking yes. in town. He, he should have just came out. Right. I didn't know he was here till today. I thought like it was just like wishful thinking. But now that No, like, he was at the WrestleMania Access store yesterday. Now that I know he's here and he was at Access and everything, I'm like, man, he should have just come out and worked that match. Like, yeah. my God. But, just make Chucky T take the pin. <laughs> right. Like. And, uh, but 
Flip Gordon ended up being uh, Chuck E. T's mystery partner here. Flip's been excellent this week, too. Uh, they yeah. hate they hate Well, him. the WrestleCon crowd hated the WrestleCon, Flip. Yeah. The Ring yeah. of Honor crowd loves Flip. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, and they're different crowds. It's different. Kind of yeah, it's different. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Chuck E. T, said, the whole thing was he said he called Cody the real leader of the Bullet Club and said that if Flip helps um, beat um, the Golden Lovers that he can get booked and all that in. That he'll get booked for all in. <laughs> so, you know, Flip was trying his best to uh, make sure him and Chucky e. T got the win so he can be booked on all in. On on this show, um, you know, this wasn't the best match of the night, but it was still an excellent, like, three and a half star match. And, I mean, get, getting to see Kenny and Abushi and Chant Golden Lovers and see them come out was just, like, it was a highlight for me. Yeah. They were yeah. right, well, we were so close. I mean,. I, I just couldn't believe how much New Japan talent. We, uh, by the way, when we went to this WrestleCon Super Show, we did not know that all these guys were going to be on it. It was like right. a surprise. Basically. Right. The only we only knew that Golden Lovers and Chuck E. T. match was the main event. We had no idea what all these other matches would I be. Think Ace by far got the lot. He was the most over guy. Ace was was the most over. I would say after that, maybe like the Golden Lovers. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, and, and that it's basically that surprise factor, like because it's one thing you know you're advertised to go crazy. Essentially, yeah, I, mean, I know I'm gonna see Tanahashi, but he just shows up and it's like, holy fuck, Tanahashi is here! <laughs> like my life is like different now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, so essentially the Golden Lovers ended up beating Chuck Taylor and Flip when they hit uh, Flip with the Golden Trigger, or the yeah yeah Golden Trigger. And um, afterwards they cut, you know, Kenny cut an excellent promo. He talked about, um, to Flip, he basically said, you know, that Trent and Chucky e. T are best friends. And then he pointed to him and himself and, and Coda, and he's like, but this is what love looks like. And he's like, Flip, one day you'll you'll learn what that is. And he's like, you're not going to be on All In, basically, but good luck to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was great. One thing, too, um, this show ended up going head-to-head with Evolve 102. We were obviously not at that show, so... Is WrestleMania weekend? You have to make some tough, tough choices. Choices. Yeah. They had an excellent show, but one thing that I thought was worth noting: Will Osprey worked the second match of that show, going head to head. He wrestled Ar Fox, which, from what most reports and most fans I talked to, they said it was the match of that show was Osprey versus Ar Fox. Mm. They said it was around four and a quarter, and then the dude gets in a car, drive like doesn't even change, gets in a car, drives thirty minutes over to where we're at. And works the super show as a surprise entrant and ends up, you know, putting on another like near four star match right after almost like paralyzing himself just a week ago. Yeah. This guy is insane. <laughs> also, another thing uh, worth uh, mentioning um, Zack Sabre Jr. was in the main event of that card and he's the evolved champion. He defended the title against the King of the Bros, Matt Riddle, in what also was reported to be a very quick but also very fun match. And Matt, Rind- Matt Riddle ended up submitting Zack Sabre Jr. to win the Evolve Championship. So uh, Zack Sabre Jr., no longer the Evolve Champion. Big shock. A lot of people were not expecting that. It's kind of a big, pay- like a two year payoff for uh, Matt Riddle in that company. So that was kind of like a very telling thing the fact that. Zach defends his belt on that card, loses the belt. We were going to see him the next day defend his other belt, the Rev Pro British Undisputed British Championship. But um, those were like the two main matches. I heard of all of it. One two is great, but those were the two main matches that would be like relevant to the ongoing like careers and stories of like New Japan. But this dude, this dude, Will Osprey, man, working dude. 
in the same like couple, span of a couple hours working two back to back matches like and that. going all out in both matches. Yeah, crazy. But um, Josh, you mentioned Rev Pro. That's the next show we're going to talk about. Um, we welcome James into the discussion. Yeah, James was <laughs> James was here at Rev Pro with us. Um, first New Japan matchup we saw there was a six man tag with Rocky Romero, Chucky T, and Will Osprey of all from Chaos. Uh, taking on the team of Shane Swerve, Str- uh, Strickland, Flip Gordon, and Kota Ibushi. James, what do you think about the six-man tag match? I thought it was a very fun opener. Um, I thought it was um, really smart how they decided to hold off uh, Osprey and Ibushi's interaction. They teased it, and then um, they broke it up, and then um, they eventually got to it. And that that like one minute of or two minutes of them going back and forth was just. Just, it was great. It's one of the best things I saw this entire weekend. Um, if you know you guys get a chance on, um, you know, the WWE app is uh, Rev Pro. Um, they actually have a Rev Pro app. Oh, they do. Yeah. Okay. I suggest you get to it. Like, it's one of the best things of this weekend. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff uh, for folks to, to see over this weekend and uh, this past weekend. Hell, this whole entire month of wrestling. But uh, it's up there. It was great. Which, uh, which it, match was that? We're talking about uh, Rocky Romero, Chucky e. T, and Will Osprey. Oh, the six man. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and it was innovative, it was smart, like, there was so much good wrestling, and it's almost like, I'm kind of forgetting, it was so much, there was so much good stuff that I'm kind of losing, um, memories, so, yeah, yeah, what ha- all happened, like, but, uh, yeah, that one definitely stands out, because, like, Abushi's that dude, and Osprey, this, this particular one is, it's incredible. Then uh, next up, we saw Minoru Suzuki against Jeff Cobb. Yes. Yes. Oh, and, dude, this match was another, like, hard-hitting um, brawl between Suzuki and Cobb. Yes. Um, so Cobb had that back-to-back of Ishii and then Suzuki after yes. that. Like, like, which is a hell of a back-to-back. Who did he piss off to get those? <laughs> yes. um, as far as the, their match, like, it was, it was great to see uh, someone as big as Cobb get in the ring. And then the, given the presence of that most Nori... Minoru Suzuki possesses like it's totally you still buy that like those guys can throw strikes back and forth and hell like yeah Minoru Suzuki saying you need to hit me harder because you need to bring it you need to bring it right because yeah. I'm, 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 I'm I'm ready, ready. Right. yeah and um, that, was, that was pretty much the whole entire sort of match of like you see this gigantic size difference but you know like the, you because of because of wrestling you know that like you've been you've been educated that like the tougher motherfucker is Suzuki and like and that was a cool uh, just position. Of, that was a cool like uh, uh, that was a cool story that it was told. Was like was that? And, uh, it, was, it was a very fun match. And um, it, to me, I still can't get over the fact that like throughout this whole weekend, Minoru Suzuki has been like nothing but a nice person on earth. Yes. <laughs> when I think you know, when I watch him on NXT or on NXT, watch him on New Japan, like he's the most diabolical person you know on earth on the planet. Yeah. Like if I was show, I was choose somebody to fight. Uh, my favorite uh, baby face in, comp- in the world right now, Johnny Gargano, it will be Minoru Suzuki. Oh, man. I think, oh I think that would be, I think the amount of danger that people would place uh, <laughs> Gargano with, like, it would, be, it would be interesting, like, oh, my God, like, is he going to kill this dude? Yeah. So, I will say this. So, I caught the tail end of this match, and it was excellent, but there was a lot of the match that I wind, winded up not seeing, and it was because I actually ended up meeting Rocky Romero, uh, outside, which was like a, a moment. I went to the bathroom. Which is I, crazy because I met Chico. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> well, you? You talk about Rocky, I'll talk about Chico. Well, 
Rocky's Chico's manager. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So and, and Chico was telling me to contact, contact Rocky. Rocky. So. So, you know, so I just walked by and I was like, hey, Rocky, like, how are you doing? No one else was at his booth. Everyone was watching the matches. I was, I was just going to the bathroom. He's like, hey. We started talking and I was like, you know, I've got this podcast. He's like, really? So, there, you know, I, I won't give you guys too much spoilers, but basically, like, he was very supportive of what we're doing. Um, there may be opportunities from what he's told me to work together down the line, which is like, Okay, Rocky Romero <laughs> of Chaos, <laughs> uh, who works in the New Japan office. Yeah. But he was the nicest, like literally, like the nicest guy in the world. And uh, like he was like he wanted to know what kind of numbers the show was doing, where we were, where, where he could find us, and how we could connect with New Japan. Which like I just was going up to him as a fan, and I just I never even thought of that because I forgot you know that he works in the office. And I was like, wow, this is like WrestleMania is incredible. Uh, I met Don Callis. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and got to talk to him about the show, uh, several other connects. But yeah, I was talking to Rocky Romero. And it was just he was just the, the nicest guy in the world. He actually recorded an intro for our show. You guys might have heard that already, or you might be hearing it in the future. But um, that was just so cool. And then yeah, coming back, and then just watching uh, Suzuki just tear up like Jeff Cobb. I was like, yeah, Jeff Cobb did piss somebody off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, you know what? He probably was loving it. Like he, probably, oh yeah, he's probably like signed up, sign me up. He's probably he. It's probably such an honor to work with those two legends. Like, yeah, and that match was what like another four. I didn't think it was as good. Uh, as, I think I didn't we, think it was quite at to the same level as Ishii versus Cobb. Right, but it was like just a notch. Below. We have this at uh, three point seven five. Yeah, so it was it wasn't at quite as good. But it was very 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 good. Yeah, so I walk up uh, at WrestleCon. I walk up to Chico, right. And I'm like, Chico, can I rap for you? Because, you know, I know, you know, Rocky Romero is his manager. Hopefully he'll put in the good word. And, you know, I can, you know, you know, you know build that relationship from there. So um, I walk up to uh, Chico and, you know, he asked me, like, I'm like, hey, Chico, can I rap for you? He's like, for sure, man, go ahead. So I literally drop a freestyle about Chico and his entire career and everything like that. And he asked me. Says, hey, would you? I'm doing a documentary about you know my career, my life. Would you like to be on it? So I'm like, well, hell yeah, I want to be on it. Like, <laughs> what am I supposed to say? No, like, and from there, um, I cut a promo and talk about how Chico and I uh, we share similar uh, philosophies in life. Uh, he told me he was going. To, he told me to send a message over to uh, his manager Rocky and. You know, we'll possibly be working on something uh, together soon, and you know, on the musical end. But um, I had to sign a, a, a waiver for the documentary, so if I make it in, uh, I will make sure to let you guys know. Yeah, awesome. you're, you're rocking the social suplex T-shirt. Yeah, man. Yeah, nice. we got we got to wear our social suplex T-shirts on Friday, and a lot of people were wondering about what that was. Yeah, I mean, they it, find us. And Josh, you even ran into some people who actually knew who we were and listened to our network. Yeah, so we were we'll get uh, we'll talk about the show later, but we were at the Joey Janela Spring Break, and there was a kid. Uh, yeah, there's a kid who saw the shirt, and he's like, "Social Suplex," like you're you're from Social Suplex, and I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Who are you?" And I was like, "I my name's Josh." He's like, "You do keeping it strong style," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Oh man," he was like, "Do you know Voices of Wrestling?" And I was like, "Yeah," and he's like. Joe Lanza's here. You gotta meet Joe Lanza, and I was like, "All right." Yeah. <laughs> and he took us over, and I met Joe, and Joe was like the nicest guy. 
And it was just really cool because we got to, like, talk and, you know, obviously their network has been around a bit longer and we got to kind of talk. He got to, like, give me some tips and uh, we got to talk a little bit about just what we do. And I got to tell him, like, hey, look, this is a markout moment for me, Joe Lanza, because I listen to your show and, like, I'm, like, marking out more about meeting you than, like, some of the wrestlers that I interacted with. Some we'll get to later. Yeah. Um, someone else. But there was, like, I also got to, like, just tell him about, like, for instance, like, I've shown you, Rich, the, the, the rant that he did about how Vince McMahon is just an incredible businessman and has a terrible mind for the business. And it's, Correct. Like, <laughs> yes. It's legendary. Yes. But, yeah, really, really cool to, like, meet him. But, like, just that people know what our shirts mean or something was, like, right. I never expected that. Right. It's crazy. And so many people were curious about him, too. Like, yeah. yeah. didn't know. And then it was, like, you know, just expanding more in different parts of the world. Like, shout out to Jordan from the U.K., who I was talking to for uh, much of the Rep Pro show. Um, oh, that's right. He was cool. Yeah, so yeah. Um, shot him some of the information. I met another uh, guy when we were just sitting on Canal Street from D.C. We met a guy from Oregon. Just, yeah, also just we're on Canal Street. We ran into uh, Kyrie Sane. Correct. And oh, my God. Looking, looking great. And she was digging the Social Suplex shirts yes. also. Yeah, so shout out to Kyrie Sane. For yeah. sure. Maybe we'll send her one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so back to Rev Pro. Next up, there was Aussie Open against uh, Tanahashi and Juice Robinson. Really good match. Uh, James, this was your first time seeing Tanahashi of the weekend. What were you feeling? It was great. Um, it was really fun. And also, Josh already told me the story about how um, he has a special connection with Tanahashi. So um, when he did the actual point this time, it was the second time around, he thought he actually pointed at him. I, I bust out laughing because was, <laughs> Josh was really, really... Uh, Really, really into it this week. He, uh, amongst other things, so it was really fun. Uh, he wasn't really pointing at me that time, but you, but you still, but you still <laughs> acted like well, you did. That, yeah. so, that's, so that's why I laughed so hard at it. But I, uh, but I was like, he's still pointing at me. We're connected. Yeah, on another level. Yeah. <laughs> me, me and the, no, but seriously, guys, like me and the Ace really do have a special connection. Same yes. here. Same here. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but what was it like? What were your like impressions seeing him and Juice? What did you think of the match? But like, essentially, like, because you've never seen him before. Yeah, it was, it was a good match. Um, I, it was more just like just being off. Like, wow, this, like, you know, it, it was weird, really weird seeing all the New Japan guys. And, like, you've seen them in all. If you've watched New Japan, like, you see all of these guys that like have all these phenomenal matches. And like, in your person that grew up or was educated on like WWE, whatever, so you kind of have a different. You're going to have different respect for those guys be able to like, go out there on a consistent basis and have, like, different, like, a, such a higher caliber of match almost. So, whereas you see them, and you're just kind of like, yo, like, I can't believe these dudes here. I can't, you know, and, you know, last year when we did this in Orlando, they weren't here like that. Right. So, right. so it definitely added something to the, uh, to the card. I forgot, uh, who were the guys that were wrestling? Aussie uh, Open. Yeah, it's a, it's, a yeah. Tag, it's a tag team from Rev Pro. It's a normal tag team, I guess. You yeah. know, it's weird. Uh, that kid, uh, so we met Chris and Ben from Australia. Yeah, yeah. What up, guys? And What's up, guys? We'll talk more about that. But, like, they knew Aussie Open. And, like, Aussie Open walked by and, like, saw Chris and they're, they're like, what's up? And, I, and I, like, I was like, who is that? And he's like, oh, that's Aussie Open. And I'm friends with them. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you were saying, James? Yeah, so it's sort of weird where it's like, you know, I'm not familiar with the Renfro product, so I really can't judge it, but like I know like I know Juice and I and I know what they what also what Tanaji brings to the table, so like I'm kinda like, Oh man, like 
maybe they squash them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, clearly, 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 there's obviously there, there's somebody's in that promotion, and um, they, they brought in two ringers to have an exhibition with. But like, but uh, we'll still watch it and see, like you know, the match, you know, in the match with High Five Flow. Like, it, it, it was really, it was cool to see all that stuff. It's cool to see the sling, see the sling blade and everything else, and a little bit of air guitar as well. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, so cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think, what match was it that we saw where we actually saw the, uh, the Pulp Friction? Uh, was that a different card? It, we, I mean, I saw Juice wrestle three times that weekend. Yeah, Juice, super, super nice guy. I think it was that. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he did. Yeah, it was, Juice it was, it was the coolest fuck, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah, Juice was really, really Yeah, we really talked cool. to Juice Robinson at WrestleCon and at the WrestleCon Super Show, and he yeah. was super nice, and um, he was happy that he won the Most Improved in Our Year in Awards, so yeah. He yeah, was, that was like, cool that you like, told him about that. Yeah, he was like, oh man, he's like, so happy about it, he's like, you know, glad that everybody voted for me, like, thank you for letting me win that award. Yeah, so if you're a listener and you voted in those awards, you put Juice over, and he appreciates <laughs> each yes. and every one of your votes. yes. All right, then the main event of the evening was for the British Heavyweight Championship. The champion, Zack Sabre Jr., defending against the Stone Pitbull, Tomohiro Ishii. Excellent. Just another excellent match. This is the third match I've seen between them. The first match live, uh, they wrestled in the G1, and there was a, a ref stoppage in that match. They wrestled during the G1 in the USA special. I think we all saw that match. It was really, really, like, unexpectedly really good. That was the first time they met. And so this is kind of like the rubber match. And he just, didn't he just tap out Ishii a few weeks ago? Yeah, in a yeah. multi-man tag in match, a, in yeah. a tag match. And, uh, yo, Ishii came for that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, he, he came for that crown, bro. Yeah. Uh, what were you guys' thoughts about this match? He made me enjoy Zack Sabre Jr., which is like something that I, I didn't know I, that was possible. Um, you know, he found a way to fight through all those those sissy-ass wrist locks and um, everything else uh, that Sabre did to Boris the tears. Um, and, you know, the bell rings, and within 30 seconds, he's sitting on the mat. But I digress. Um, Ishii... Back-to-back days, uh, first with Jeff Cobb and then with uh, Ishii, it felt like, yo... Damn, we got to see Ishii win a fucking title in person. Like right, that was right. like, yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. This, this actually is a major title in that company. I mean, Shibata wore that title. Right. Yeah, yeah. James, what are you talking about? It. Yeah, um, I, I thought that in a match where you know it, Ishii, so it's sort of weird because you know was match kind of is where like you know takes a lot of damage. Eventually fires up and then it's on. Um, but it was it was interesting to see how they melded those two things together with all of the you know the keep I call you know, I call Sabers offense called a keep away. Like this guy that he's wrestling with has offensive move set that is probably explosive and dynamic. And his whole idea of of the entertaining wrestling is to stop you from doing that and lay on the mat. Right. <laughs> so um, I thought they were able to. Uh, I thought they were able to mesh both of those into an entertaining story. And I think, you know, honestly, that's my favorite um, Sabre match. Um, I only have two. Two <laughs> that I like, but, like, it's my favorite one. Um, and he happened to actually be able to do them in the last two weeks, both of them. So, progress, I guess. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to it in a little bit, but that actually was the second best Zack Sabre Jr. match that I saw this weekend. Um, but we did see Zack lose 
both. Well, we didn't see him lose the Evolve title, but he lost the Evolve title. And then we got to see him lose the British uh, Undisputed Championship for yeah. Pro. And we found out that the reason why he's coming off all these belts, uh, Sabre has signed a full-time New Japan contract. Um, so that's why he lost the Evolve title to Riddle. That's yep. why he dropped the British title here to Ishii. And so, he lost... Well, he, I guess he lost that. Never mind. Yeah, so true. we'll be seeing uh, Sabre more in New Japan this year. He's lined up to be in the G1 Climax 28 this year. We actually got uh, to meet him. Yeah, um, we talked to him after the WWN Super after Show. The Super Show. And he was actually super nice. Really, really um, nice. And he was supportive of the show, too. We got to tell him that, you know... Um, you know that he was the wrestler of the month for yeah. Uh, March. Yeah, he was. Oh, that's he, he thought it was really cool. And then we're like, you know, good good luck in the G one. And he was like, oh my god, like that's right around the corner, isn't? <laughs> He's like, don't talk to me about the G one. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that guy hadn't. He was another one of those guys who had just an insane schedule. I think I saw him like wrestle five times this week. It's crazy. Yeah. You know who else was at the show? We all, um, you know, kind of look up to these guys in a, in a certain way and follow their work. Uncle Dave was there. Right. And Dave Brian Alvarez. Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, Alvarez, Alvarez from the Wrestling Observer, man. That was awesome. And, dude, as soon as Uncle Dave rolled in with the laptop oh, bag, everybody I popped. I noticed him. I was like, there's Dave Meltzer. And you're pouring him out and started yelling. I'm like, bro, let him, let him <laughs> chill. Let him just walk in and, like, nah, at least nah, set up. And then he nah. started, he's like, nah, he started getting loud. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's like, Uncle like, Dave. Uncle yes. Dave. Yes. Uncle yes. Dave. Yes. Of course. And then, yeah, and then, like, so in the middle of a... Of a was it in the middle of a six-way? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the six-man tag? It was in the six, So in the middle of the six-man tag, Dave has to wave so the crowd can can pop and then like get back to focusing on the people in the ring that are you know, <laughs> yeah. busting their ass. Yeah. So he's like, I'm like, damn, man. It's not our fault that he's a superstar. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I worked on Mean Melzer more than like a lot of the wrestlers. Right. That man was, you know, looking vascular, pal, yes. up there. So Dave uh, showed up and... Um, I immediately was like, yo, I'm going to talk to Dave. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, and Dave Meltzer was so, <laughs> so, so gracious yes. like, with you his do. time, yeah. with everyone that um, wanted to talk to him and take a picture. And Dave wasn't selling anything. Dave was just there chilling. And I guess he realized that, like, yo, we all like, like him. We all like his work. And right. we're always just trying to be appreciative, and he's appreciative of us. And Brian Alvarez was the same way. Yeah, Brian Alvarez is super cool. You know, sometimes you know he you hear him go on these rants, and you're like, you never know how people are going to be in person, like whether he's going to be cool or not. But he was super cool and really nice to me, and just you know talking to both those guys, like how much they inspire us. And, you know, we you know, hope one day we can build Social Suplex up to something to the level of Wrestling Observer. So just being able to share that with them and take pictures and. Chat with them, which were pretty cool. Yeah, I, t- I told Alvarez, like, uh, and this is Rich from One Nation Radio, but I was like, yo, like, the way, like, we kind of, like, run our podcast, like, I'm you, and, like, James is Meltzer, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> is that what it is? Is that how it works? Yeah. So I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm the Meltzer of our group. Yeah, I'm the Alvarez, and Josh is uh, <laughs> Meltzer. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, that was like that was incredible. Um, that show actually also went head to head with Evolve One Hundred Three. So like, we didn't get to go to any Evolve shows during this weekend or anything of that nature. Sorry, play. <laughs> yeah, but which I would have loved to because I've never been to an Evolve show. But right. with, with that being said, um, they they had uh, Daisuke Sakamoto and uh, Munanori Sawa wrestling for them all weekend. Which were also two guys that we got to meet this weekend, or at least I did. I don't know yeah. if you guys got to talk to them or see them. Or I did not. But uh, so yeah, those guys were on the WWN Super Show. 
uh, Masawa took on Zack Sabre Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, the match was it was okay. Like we rated like uh, three point two five. Uh, it's just Sabre once again trying to get Masawa in submission holes. It was it was a little disappointing because Munenori Sawa is one of the greatest shoot wrestlers that has ever lived, and I would. I almost would have hoped that the match would have been dictated more to that style in general, but they kind of wrestled Zack's match, and so it just didn't, you know, plus, honestly, like, Sawa and Sakamoto are not to the level as far as popularity as, like, some of the New Japan guys, so I don't think a lot of the crowd knew who they were either, you know what I mean? Right. Even the diehards still kind of don't know. I mean, also, like, I had no idea who Sawa was until you told me about him and uh, Daisuke, so... Uh, we did get to see Zack Saber submit him though, which is kind of a big deal because he's one of the, he's a shoot legend and he beat him with that orienteering. Oh, yeah, or not orienting, orienteering <laughs> uh, with Napalm Death uh, submission holds. So that was cool. Yeah, then uh, Daisuke took on Keith Lee. Great match. Uh, yeah, that was the first time I got to see Keith Lee live, and he was awesome. And, uh, James, I think you really enjoyed Keith Lee too, didn't you? Yeah, like um, you know, guys that I've that I've you know more or less heard of but never seen wrestle were both Walter and Keith Lee, and they're both on this card. And like you know, you hear about guys, you kind of hear their style, and you, you almost you almost kind of get the whole like myth you know myth vibe of them, or, like how they work. And um, you know, you hear about the Keith Lee and also guys like Walter, like they're big gigantic dudes. Hit the sh- they, they clobber the fuck out of you and chop you and chop you to death. And um, but they can also work. They're not just lumbering guys. Um, and they're really good technically. And yeah, I saw Keith Lee. I saw Keith Lee match with uh, Sakamoto, who's also like wide as like I don't know. It's wide as him. They're just, just gigantic guys just clobber each other, which is yes. You know, it's pretty much just like like the best of wrestling. Yeah, you know, we always joke about like the Ming versus Giant thing. Like yes. two gigantic dudes that are literally clobbering each other. And um and you and you buy it and you can suspend. It's really easy for you to, to, to sit there and suspend your disbelief. And and they had a hell of a match. Rich, your thoughts on I, that, I, Keith Lee? I actually ended up buying a Keith Lee shirt. Uh, Keith, so yeah, I, I was definitely a fan. Yeah, man, Keith Lee is super impressive. Um, just seeing uh, the way, and I don't think he's been wrestling all that long, right. if I'm not mistaken. It's seen the way like he is like a bigger athletic guy, and he's like gonna be like honestly. I thought he should have like debuted in like retired Mark Henry or something like that, <laughs> yeah. like in, in WWE. Um, like he's like the level of athlete rare um, for his size, and I look forward to like continuing to see him. But the match he had with Sakamoto was like. Hard hitting, <sighs> understatement, and, was, <laughs> and they were so impressive. Like because I don't, you know, like it's not just Jesus. about like it's not just about Keith Lee because like because the Sakamoto is incredible too. Like for him to be a dude that is like, and you know, I bought the shirt from Keith Lee personally. Like to stand next to him and know like I'm six, I'm six, I'm six or four. He's legit. Like he's legit. Like that height too, right? Yeah. And then to see like that kind of. It's like that wide, yeah. that big, and then like for Daisuke to, to throw that dude around also, like that was really impressive. That was one of those things where it's like, 
how how is this man not seeing these two and, and not, so, not like how's that not been booked on his show? Yeah. Right? We always talk about like you know he loves he loves him some big dudes and like if you saw that he'd be like God you know, <laughs> fully erect. <Yeah. laughs> look, at, look at him! Look at him! Yeah, <laughs> it was one of those things where I think I predicted this would be match of the weekend. It didn't quite live up to that, but in no way did this match disappoint right. whatsoever. Um, being able to see Sakamoto for me was like this is another guy who I've been wanting to see for years and haven't been able to, and I'm like, wow, this is <laughs> it's Daisuke is from Big Japan. Like this is incredible. And uh, that was a dream match, so get, they'll probably never happen again. So, I mean, being able to say, like, yeah, I was there, I saw it happen, yeah. and um, those guys just went to war. It was like, and it was another thing that I liked about the match, I don't think a lot of people knew who Sekimoto was, but by the end of the match, they were definitely chanting his name. So oh. he got himself over in that match, because yeah. that match was great. Yes, and uh, with Keith Lee, there are rumors that he is um, NXT-bound. Um, if he's not, he would be a guy I would love to see um, in the G1 this year as a new Gaijin. Well, we found out last minute he was working the Access shows. Right, yeah, he was work. He wrestled um, Cassius Ono, defended the uh, WWN title against Cassius Ono. No, he lost it. Well, he didn't. He, he defended it against Ono, but then he lost it to Austin Theory later. I don't know. I thought it was the other way around. I thought he lost the title and went in without the championship. Oh, maybe he did. Because it was a morning show. Gotcha. Yeah, so I, but I could be wrong. I'd have to take a look. But yeah, he. I think he lost all day that day. Yeah, because he, he cut in the promo. He's like, yeah, I'm tired. I've been tired of getting my ass whooped all day today. <laughs> yeah, I think he lost to Axis. Oh, I think he lost... That's a little unbelievable. I don't, I don't know exactly who's woman Keith Lee. Austin Theory did, who is another guy that... Is NXT he's bound. He's going to NXT one of these days, so... Uh, then the main event of the show was uh, Matt Riddle against Will Ospreay, the King of Bros against the King of Flight, and yes. wow, yes, this match was amazing. Once again, Ospreay proving that he wants the crown, and Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle does too. Yeah, yeah both these too. guys want to be like the best wrestlers in the world, and I love Riddle's style, um, the kind of the mix of the shoot uh, style with. A lot of the knee strikes, a lot of suplexes, and uh, Matt Riddle's a motherfucking superstar. Can someone, like, say, hey. can someone say Kurt Angle? Oh yeah, definitely reminds me of Angle. How quickly he has adapted to pro wrestling, and how quickly he's gotten over. Um, and he was right. He's everything that like a wrestling superstar should be. Like he has the look. He has like the uniqueness of you know what he brings to the ring. Like the. You know, we would clown dudes he doesn't have for to, not wearing he, shoes, like, his right? Stuff does, his stuff's believable. He doesn't do anything that's necessarily, like, the most flash things in the world, but, like, they do pop. you do pop for it. Right. Like, his stuff is really, like, simple. He showed a viciousness in there with, um... With Osprey, yeah. We might as well just, like, jump to that part. Like, yeah, so, I mean, obviously, if you've been you guys know that Osprey did the Spanish fly off the apron against Skrull last week and injured his neck. So that's been a story in a lot of his matches this weekend, well... Uh, Riddle did go after the neck. There was one point where Osprey did tease the Spanish fly off the apron again, but uh, Osprey or uh, Riddle German suplexed him on the apron. I hope and, he never does the German or the uh, Spanish fly there ever again. Yeah, and then after that spot, uh, there was a spot where they ended up going to the top rope, and Osprey 
was on Riddle's back, like in a sleeper position, or no? Oscar yeah. was the, yeah. It was a it was a rear naked choke. Yeah, but it was Riddle had to choke on Riddle had to choke, choke on, on Osprey, and, and Osprey started climbing the turnbuckles. Yeah, and then Matt Riddle just like jumped off and like sleeper suplexed him off the top and. I thought it was the other. What I thought, and it could just be what I thought. I assumed that it was Osprey trying to get him off of himself. Yeah. So throwing himself back off of the top rope, but it, but he essentially turned it into like what's what would be like I don't know like a sleeper suplex. Yeah. Dropped him right on his head. And immediately everybody like gasped and got up. Like we thought Osprey was seriously hurt. And they had like three or four referees like running the ring. I mean, it was it was a very 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 hushed moment everyone was standing people were legitimately worried about him um i looked over at james james face looked like i was horrified yeah. absolutely horrified yeah. like, I thought, james I, was like dead quiet and then he goes oh no <laughs> i was absolutely horrified because you know anybody that has it is a great job by them like anybody that has followed or knew what the man what happened last week with him knows how damaged how like you know how messed up his neck and his head was and then you knew about the concerns about whether or not he was actually going to be able to even do any of these, even come to us, do his matches or whatever. So many people bought it. Yeah. yeah. Like I bought it 100%. Oh, I bought it. Um, and, like, you know, I was like, you know, they, he landed so high. He landed so high at such a high angle on his on his back, neck, and head that I was just like, you know, he's, and he didn't move an inch. So I'm like, oh, my God, this fuck, this fuck was paralyzed. Like, well, one, I was, I, like, the mat, he landed so high at the game on impact, you're like, oh, my God, like, this was supposed to happen. And then, like, he lays there and the whole thing plays through. And you're just like, oh, my God, something went bad. Something went bad. This is bad. And then, you know, they went through and, did, did, and finished with the match. I'm thinking, like, there's no way they pass. And I say to Josh, and looked over, like, there's no way that they top this, whatever. Once they kicked out of uh, Riddle, you know, puts, lays something big on him and goes to put him away. And I'm thinking, like, no way they top this, like, the emotion of this, and that was his finish. And then they went another what? What do you say? Like four or five minutes? Yeah, a little bit. And, yeah, and, 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 and then sure it went another whole another level. Like uh, Riddle came out there and destroyed him with knees, chokes, yes. slams, yep. like kicks, and just like it, took it all the way up. Like and, it, it turned from like being a you know like, like an indie, really, an indie really match. match to like a certified classic. Yeah, yeah. Like an all timer. Like if you guys have not seen this match, please watch it. Then watch how everyone in the building is standing up watching it. Yes, yeah, like right. the last what the last five because it was less than ten minutes. But like someone like last like seven eight minutes of that match, no one everyone is on their feet, feet and they, yeah, and they don't and they stay there the whole way. Like it was like they may reminded me of um, Gargano Almas um, from Philadelphia, right. where it's like. The, like, that final level of Nirvana, like the last part of the of this match, like the whole entire arena is on its feet, just like in awe. Yeah. Well, we we walked past Dave, and Rich, yes. Rich was like, oh, "What'd you say to him?" I was like, "I was like, hey, Dave, man, please give that five stars." He was like, "Man, I don't know, but it was really good." <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he mind with him is like all the rest of he sees. Like, like yeah, yeah. he watches, he has to watch so much of that stuff compared to like even us. Yeah. Who we were those weekend, like this has to be like he has to just be completely. It has to be hard to be like completely into where you can not be sensitized by all so much of the good wrestling that, that's out here and available. All I know is that it was a special moment. Yeah, it, it was. felt special. Yes, like so, it, it's just, it, like it should. It felt like it should have been on something. Big, like if, they, if that happened on in a WWE ring, like that's people have been talking about that match for years. Yeah, like, years. So I was talking to uh, Rod Nemi, who's a. 
um, commentary for Evolve, like pretty much about how everyone like believed it and the, the work of it. He was like, the only thing that kind of tipped him off was how all the referees like hit the ring at once, yeah, or whatever. Like they're all like the geeks. It was like geeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like I don't know if they would have but done that, but like they damn near got him too. And this dude's been been wrestling for thirty years. So yeah. what up, Ron? Hmm. So yeah, that's WWN Super Show. If you are a member of the WWN uh, streaming service, please go watch that match if you haven't already. And then uh, next up, we had Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor. Last night, um, things opened up. We had uh, Chucky T accompanied by uh, the injured Trent Beretta taking on John Gresham. Uh, Fun opener match. John Gresham almost killed himself uh, doing a suicide dive on Chucky T. Uh, but he was able to recover and finish the match. Hi, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like it was, it was a, it was a horror, horror spot. It was night of a bunch of horror sp- of uh, falls. But um, especially look, you're looking at you, punching Martinez. My God! Um, but everyone was concerned and worried. But like eventually, he's you know he got up and showed the crowd and walked off like showed the crowd like, hey, I'm okay. And then we, you know, because everyone was horrified. Then everyone went to like, you know, went back into the match. Was you know happy to do was up and walking. Right. That, that was a bad fall. Yeah. But yeah, nothing uh, too really special about this match. It's a fun little opener, and Chucky e. T uh, got the win on John Gresham. Then next up, we had uh, Stone Pitbull Ishii taking on Punishment Martinez. Yeah. And this was a really, really good match. Uh, we've been joking for a while now, like, we want to trade Punishment Martinez with Baron Corbin. Yes, uh, yeah. um, No, we don't. <laughs> don't we want him? On, like, we want him on this side. <laughs> serious, serious question, right? If if there were draft picks, right? If this was NBA or NFL or sports or whatever, right? uh-huh. how many first? How many? How much? How much more stuff would you have to put with Baron Corbin in a package to get Punish Martinez to WWE? Jesus, like, like so we had to put a draft a first. We had to put a first round draft. If it's NBA, we had to put a first round draft pick. You would have in to there trade. To like you have to trade Baron Corbin, uh, a first round pick in cash and uh, <laughs> a conditional second round pick uh, for punishment Martinez. Can you get can you get a protection on the on the first rounder? Yes. <laughs> you sure you get protection? Um, how's that all work again? Prote- okay, like if if, if like, it falls if, like if, less if, than three. Yeah, like if you get the top top five protection, top three protection, top ten protection. Yeah, you can get it on any arbitrary number you wanted. At. Yeah, I, 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 I would say you could probably get a, 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 a first round or top three protected. I don't think you can get. I don't know, man. Like it, it's, it's really that big of a difference. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> like I'm like sports. What's that? I don't know. <laughs> wrestling, right? Wow. The best sport of them all, right? The king of sports. But yeah, you punching Martinez was out here. Flipping all over the place. It's crazy seeing a guy his size doing these big tope dives and tope first, flip dive. Which one was the one that like the which one was the Undertaker WrestleMania twenty five suicide dive that they just crashed and burned on your neck? Yeah. Was that the first dive? That was the first that was the first the one. The very first one. So he gets him immediately. He springs him right up after doing it. I'm like, Oh my god, I'm like, Oh my god, what the <laughs> fuck? Back to back and then like springs right up like what is I, I want whatever was built out of these dudes' bodies or whatever. I, like, right. I want to put it on my knees because I, oh, I can, you know, so I can play basketball on his face, you know, in my leisure. Um, yeah, they, they, uh, it was nuts. And then, like, it was really weird to see a dude, like, kind of out, I mean, because of how crazy the stuff he was doing, like, 
kind of outshine Ishii in the match. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, yeah. it's just crazy seeing Ishii just get beat down so much. I yes. mean, Punishment's so much taller than him, and like, yeah. like was no selling a lot of Ishii strikes, and was just. Like, I think that was a big favor from Ishii to, to go yeah. come to America a lot. and yeah. to do that for him because that that adds a lot to the the package of Punishment Martinez. Yes. Yeah, my one thing I'll say about about that about that performance last night is like that dude wrestled in complete total awareness that like. This is the biggest match of my career. I can become. I can make my. I can get my a name for myself or whatever. And he damn sure wrestled like it. Yeah. And I appreciate that for someone like, like this could be gives get me to the next level. Yeah. I want to take full advantage of that. Yeah. This, this is something you see. We've talked about it just a few weeks ago with how generous everybody was during the New Japan Cup. But you see it time and time again with these New Japan guys where they could come out and they could make someone look bad. They could come out and say, no, I'm going to do a screw job finish or what have you. Nah, man. They come out there and they... Leave me with your finish. Clean the They middle. do right. business and they make someone look like a million bucks. And then you know what? They come out and they get themselves right back over and no one calls it a burial because they're superstars and they can't be affected by a, a loss on a big show like that. Right. And yeah. that's how wrestling should be booked. I mean, this was a testament to Ishii and his willingness to put guys over. I mean... Essentially, Ishii is, has been somewhat of a glorified jobber for New Japan. He's a utility guy. And I mean, he makes stars. Yeah. He makes stars. So, I mean, this was another just excellent match from him. Three days in a row. Three days so, in a row. It was like, uh, it was Cobb, it was Sabre, and then Punchman Martinez. Like, yeah. everything, like, either four, four and a half, nothing was four under, and a quarter. Nothing like, was under four. Yeah. The whole weekend. Who was you... Well, we'll save this question for later. We'll talk about the... Yeah, we'll do wrap-up at the end, but... Jesus. Like, so many guys to choose from. Like, who was the MVP of this week? Uh, Speaking of MVPs, next we have the Golden Star Kota Ibushi against Hangman Page. Fuck yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And, you know, we keep talking about how improved Hangman Page has been got. This is the best Hangman Page match I've ever seen. Yeah, Hangman Page is another guy that uh, took the opportunity to... Took this opportunity against Kota Ibushi to elevate himself and that's what he did here and uh, this was just another great match you know got to see the golden triangle moonsault from Kota Ibushi awesome. yes um, we got to, we got to see yeah. the golden triangle moonsault from Adam Page yeah Adam Page in his own version um so that big German suplex that Ibushi gave oh, Page off, yeah off, off the, the railing uh, oh my god that was so scary I, like, I was like what is it with people in fashion on, on hard surfaces and wanting the people to drop people <laughs> on their necks and heads? Like, I think I yelled, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it, yeah, and then, they and then they kept going. It, it, was, it was a great match. That match ruled. Match. That yeah. match ruled. That's all I can say that about it. That match fucked. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been hearing that a lot this week. Yes, yeah, a whole lot. I, oh. It was something that it was a joke that I made up for Juice. If you're a listener here, that that's Juice's gimmick. But it's kind of gone another way. Now. Apparently, that's yeah. gone another way. Now, apparently, everything does. Yeah, <laughs> anything that's good that fucks. <laughs> if it's bad, it sucks. Oh, dichotomy. What up, Caleb? And uh, Abushi got the win here with the uh, Kamagoye. Oh, it was awesome. Oh yes. man, but and it, and, it, and it was a fight to get there. Like the yeah. false finishes. Yes. Yeah. yes, it was a fight to get there. Like. You know, um, he, he landed he landed the big uh, power bomb. Then didn't work, so he goes to the Kamigoye and like you know, Adam Page is like, I if he if he lands, I'm done. Yeah. And he's able to fight and get away from it. And then 
but he's able to keep was a, he was able to keep wrist control on one arm, right? Yeah, yeah. And then eventually they went through a, a couple you know um, things, and then like eventually he got him, and it was it. Wow, it was, it was great. Be, being able, this is another example where yes, Abushi got the win here, but he made he, ele- he elevated Hangman. He made yeah. Hangman look like a star. Hangman will be a star. Hangman will be a star, but you know what? The, the the jury's been out, the verdict's been out. We've been waiting, we've been waiting. This is the match of his career so far. Yeah. And I'm expecting greater things in the future, but this is a pivotal moment for and him. And Hangman gets Omega next month, so it's going to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm way higher on Hangman than I am on Jay White. Yeah. Why you gotta do that? <laughs> we're, having such a good, we're having such a good show, moving things along, and you gotta... Yeah, we know it's true. And you gotta, you gotta bring, bring up Switchblade. Oh, yeah. Listen, the, the views and opinions of One Nation Radio... Do not necessarily reflect the views of keeping a strong style. No, the views and opinions of of Jane of Rich Lada don't even necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Jane. What a one They do not. I'm not being that with y'all. We're like, look, man, show some patience. Yeah, like, give it time. They do not reflect the views and opinions of the social suplex podcast. Viewer discretion. Y'all want to find out the truth? Type it in on Twitter. You'll see. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right, like, then. Can we, give that dude at least, can we get that dude at least one full year? Right. Side, just write him off completely. <laughs> nah, he's bringing down. He's bringing down the star rating scale. <laughs> hey, I mean, if he wants to be the new three star savior, I mean, you know. Oh man! So next up, we had ladder war for the ROH six man tag team titles. Pure chaos. It was uh, the champion SoCal Uncensored, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky, who we also ran into on the street. He's pretty cool. Um, they were defending the titles against the team of the Young Bucks and Flip Gordon. Had a bad one with them too. Oh. I see you, Scorpio. You might, you know, you might be out here, you know, putting them in, you know. Business. Might, might be heating the streets over that one, bro. I know. Wait, I wasn't on that trip. Who, who was you with? You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, dude, the Slatter War match was insane. Um, yeah, man. Like, Young Bucks, they're made for ladder matches. Um, Flip Gordon, don't give a damn by himself. Yeah, there was a scary spot for Flip where he like did like a springboard and jumped up onto the turnbuckle on top of the turnbuckle, and he, he was went like to the post. That he went to like hop to the post. Yeah, he was gonna you know do some type of flip deal, but like he lost balance, was only on one foot, and then he still decided on one foot. Fuck it, I'm out, I'm about to fall off. He was maybe we'll just jump on jump on all the people below me in some weird awkward. Flip thing and it still worked, but it was like, you know, just what this is by the grace of God, it did. Otherwise, he was gonna he's gonna fall over and land on his hip or something. Yeah, and then I mean, just all the crazy uh, ladder bumps. Oh, there was a spot yeah. where uh, Christopher Daniels and Matt Jackson were fighting on top of the table, on top of the ladder, and uh, Matt Jackson got pushed off of the ladder, but ended up doing an elbow drop, I believe, to yes. Kazarian. Yes, that was out on the table. For those that are um, that remember, it was very similar to the WrestleMania 32 Intercontinental Ladder Match, where um, the Sin Cara, uh, or I'm sorry, where Cody land. Oh, so sorry, Sin Cara lands on Cody. Yeah. Um, on a ladder bridge, it was very similar to that. Except instead of um, on a ladder bridge, it was on a table, and it was elbow drop instead of a, a instead of just a flat uh, splash. It, it was it was you know 
I feel bad. I, I, don't, I, I don't even want to know how he felt waking up in the morning on his tailbone. Yeah, that, all, that all six bad. of those dudes, I know, must have been feeling really rough this morning. It, it's interesting, though, too, with this match, how they're... The Young Bucks are caught up, obviously, in, in the Golden Lovers and the Bullet Club drama Civil War storyline. But then they have this other stuff going on, Ring of Honor TV, that's in its own little side venture. Like, this didn't further the storyline of, you know, the, the Civil War at all. Right, this but, was this whole feud of SoCal and Center that they've been having. And the Kingdom. Yeah. And, and then, you know, their budding friendship with uh, Flip Look. Gordon, which is kind of like branched out of their being the elite. Yeah, so they've got so many interweaving storylines in what they're doing as performers and storytellers. It's just very different. It's crazy. Different. But this match, (laughs) now I will say this, a lot of people are very high in the match. I'm high in the match too. I'm not going to knock the match at all and I'm not going to knock the performances, but I don't think it was as high as the two ladder matches they had last year where a lot of people are already like starting to say this like you know match of the year things like that and I'm like well it's a very 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 good match but it's not quite to that level I would say right now and uh, James you mentioned this it's it's so hard to rate these multi man yeah. ladder matches like, they're doing so much and just yeah. like bumping all over the place and going um, through ladders going through tables risking yeah. their lives like especially at, at this pit the pace that they were working um, like I, I don't want to sound like I don't want to sound like Jim Ross or, uh, or any other person that's um, that, that, that does the you know you guys can just slow the fuck down. But there were there was so much stuff that kept happening that like you kind of get you kind of like wow that was crazy and then um, like five minutes later you you kind of forgot what the fuck just happened because uh-huh. it was so they did so much in this match. Um, they like it, like it literally was kitchen sink. It was like it was like the, like it. And obviously, you know, not every match is meant to be like completely. Like, everything's supposed to mean something, all kind of stuff. But like for a match, if you just want to watch and just want to just see a train wreck in in a good way, I'm saying like just what you can. What are the possibilities if you open up everything and just do everything you possibly can? That's a match to check out and enjoy. And like you can say whatever you know, um, people have to say about how good or, or how if it's not the greatest thing ever. Don't never mind that. that just that you're. It's really impossible to watch that match and not enjoy it. It yeah, really is. It was, I think I think you'd be hard pressed to say that that won't end up being one of the top five or top ten like Ring of Honor matches this year. Oh yeah, definitely. It, it was definitely excellent. Um, I but I didn't necessarily and maybe now we'll have to rewatch it, of course. But I yeah. didn't think it was. As, I I liked the Adam Page and Abushi match better Same here. Same yeah. Here. Um, well, it's, it's so like, different. You were, like, you were right, like, by that point, we were right in the middle of the groove for, for that card. Like, yeah. So it was, it was like, like, whoa, yeah. everything's really, we just yeah. saw three, four stars in a row, and it yeah. was like, yo, yeah, this so, shit's lit. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's hard to judge a one-on-one match against you know, a ladder yes, match. Because like, yeah, that's, that's absolutely It true. is, but I'm up to the task, and Ibushi and Adam Page is second. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, the, but, for but me. But not by much. For me, I will say is like and someone that saw it the same rating. My fault. Yeah, for me, I would say that like it is still like Ibushi in a singles match. I would yeah, say. and like and Adam Page was definitely game, right? Yeah. So yeah. like, and that's the only Ibushi uh, singles match we saw all weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah Everything else was tag matches and multi man matches. So 
Like yeah, I forgot he was on card, and then he came. Up. I like I, I forgot he was on card. Yeah. Like, just this whole entire weekend, I was like, I have to get a super card on. And the only thing that I really remember was for sure was on this match it was like Ichi was going was uh, Ichi was going to be there, uh, Tom was going to be there, and then um, uh, I knew I knew I knew that Cody and Kenny was was on the card, right? I, then I thought that was the main event, but whatever. Um, so we'll get to that later. Like, well, so I saw that, and I was like, all of a sudden I saw like the me, it's like, wait a second. And I saw, and also I saw the, the you know the, the graphic, and also I see like the blue graphic, and also I see like the gold star. You know, like, wait, like holy shit! It's a boost on the star. And then I was like, okay, all right, fine. So like, from, so for me personally, to you know to see him um, in a single match, or see him wrestle as much as possible, like that was a big thing for me for this weekend was to see like. The, the the Japanese guys, the great Japanese guys come over, like, to have, like, you know, four of the big six over here or whatever. That was a big thing for me. How about yeah, how, how great it was that we got to, in high-pitched voices, rhythmically clap and say, Ibushi! 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 It never seemed to catch on. But just the fact that... caught on for us. Yeah. The fact that we got to do that. You guys that. were popping yourselves. Yeah. Yes. I, didn't, I didn't participate in the stuff I did. Like, they were popping themselves. <laughs> yes. Oh, but like, if you can have fun with yourself, then cool. During, during uh, like, the first time we, we saw, like, Ibushi wrestle, I was like, Ibushi! Ibushi! And, like, oh, I loved it. Yeah, I was oh, like, my gosh. It was great. Because I love those guys. Like, that's why we do this. And just being able to see them and chant their names and talk to them, it's just excellent. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, SoCal Uncensored <laughs> SoCal ended up retaining the six-man tag titles in that latter war. And then following that, we had the Ring of Honor World Tag titles on the line. Jay and Mark Briscoe defended against uh, the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Jay Lethal. Kind of a dream team. Top guy from New Japan, top guy from Ring of Honor. Um, and this was another very solid tag match. And yeah. Um, there's a lot of great false finishes. There's you know points where I actually thought that Tanahashi and Jay Lethal were going to win these ROH World Tag Titles. Sign me up. Yeah. Every time they almost won, I was like, "How's that going to work?" But yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, like he's going to be showing back up to do tag matches. Yeah. That's the only thing. He would almost win, and I would, I, would, I would start to believe it, and I'm like, "How's this going to work?" And then and then, it, <laughs> and then he wouldn't win, and I'm like, "Okay, okay, okay." Uh, so yeah, it was great seeing the Ace once again. Um, I believe he pointed at me this time. <laughs> so. He did look up at our section, though. Yeah. yeah. Really doing this Ace was rocking with us Listen, all weekend. We have a special Ace connection. Hey, squad. hey I, I, I had an interview with that man. He, you know, he was yeah. looking out. I'm friends with him. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, man. I just I love Tanahashi more than I ever knew that I did. Like he's so cool. He's got the perfect hair. He plays air guitar. He's muscular. He saved New Japan. He's the hero. He's the ace. Ace, Ace Ichiban. He's the best. Um, I love him. But unfortunately, the Ace and Lethal couldn't pull it out here. The Briscoes ended up retaining. This is the match where people started chanting BS at the end, wasn't it? At the at the finish? No. No, no that the was Brisco- a different match. Yeah, Briscoes won cl- uh, clean. They hit the uh, Doomsday Device on Jay Lethal. Oh, that's and got, right. And got the pin. Well, the, the right guy took the fall there. Obviously, yeah, obviously Tanahashi <laughs> wasn't getting pinned by Briscoe. But. Yeah, we didn't see Tanahashi. <laughs> <laughs> Tanahashi going to do a job for That's hilarious. Uh, but, yeah, so it was a solid match. We gave, gave it three points out of five. Then next up, we had um, kind of a not-so-great a match with uh, Silas Young and Kenny King next in the last man standing. <laughs> yeah, they kind of ruined our last man standing uh, theory. 
the uh, last man standing theory that you can't have a bad last man standing match. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, very, it's very hard. So they they, they, they be the exception. Yeah, they're the exception, not the rule. It might be yeah. something where if we watch it, it might come off better. I do have a feeling like it's hard to judge things live versus on TV, but I, it didn't seem like it was a good match at all, yeah. which was crazy. Yeah, then we had a... Oh, but speaking of which, how about uh, Austin Aries came out? Oh, yeah, I forgot Austin Aries came out before the match because... Um, at the last pay-per-view, Austin Aries came out and challenged uh, Kenny King because uh, Aries is a belt collector and he wants to see the ROH TV title. is the one ROH belt he's never held, so he wants to hold a TV title. Making him a Grand Slam champion. Right. And then, um, so, once again, he came out and said he wants a winner of this TV title match, whether it's King or um, Silas Young. And then he did commentary and post-match... Um, Silas Young and uh, Bear City Bruiser were beating on Kenny King and Aries made the save. If you watched Ring of Honor for a while, you knew that Kenny King and Austin Aries used to be in the stable together. Uh, so they're, they're kind of realigned, and it looks like at some point it'll be Aries versus Silas Young for the TV title. Yeah, I, I actually met Austin Aries uh, Friday morning during the crash, and I got to see all his belts, which is really cool, and I huh. got, <laughs> got to talk to him, and I was like, you know, so what's the deal? Are you coming to New Japan? Coming to Ring of Honor, you leave an impact. What's the deal? And that he's one of the only wrestlers I got to like have a candid like combo like that. Uh-huh. And he was like, "Oh man, New Japan, I would love to work Japan. We'll see. Maybe some doors will open." And then he was like, uh, "But as far as Ring of Honor is concerned, you just got to keep watching, I guess." And then he winked at me, and I was like, "Oh, that's what I knew. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's coming. Like, yeah. he's, I mean, yeah. I, obviously, like he was on TV and everything, but like, I think this is a clear sign, like." Going forward, he's going to be in Ring of Honor. So yeah, was that before or after that Bully Ray thing? That was before. Okay. So after this last man standing, there was a segment with Bully Ray. There was supposed to be a, mag- a tag match with Cheeseburger and some dude against uh, the dogs. Um, the dogs ended up jumping Cheeseburger and his partner, um, and then Cheeseburger asked Bully Ray to be his partner. Uh, pretty much, this led to Bully Ray turning on Cheeseburger. Um, and being a heel, being a heel again, and just pretty much saying how all these young guys are ruining the business, and then Flip Gordon came, yeah, Flip Gordon. Uh, Ricochet. Ricochet. Ricochet, and he talked about how he's a WWE Hall of Famer now, and blah blah. blah. Which got kind of booed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I mean, this was a this is a real Ring of Honor crowd. Yeah, it was different from all the other crowds we were at, not yeah. just because of size, but because of the type of fans that were there. Like these yeah, were yeah, actually. I was next to someone that actually wanted to see Dalton Castle versus uh, oh, Marty Scurll. Uh, so yeah, so that segment was the, the problem here, and we don't have to talk too much about the segment. Was that on a show where there's tons of great cards, there were several matches that didn't need to be on there, and this probably only needed to be like a three to three and a half hour show, and it being almost five hours because they kept they inflated the show with stuff like this, and it was the pacing was bad. Yeah, they like when when, when James was saying we were right in the groove of the show, we had. Great match, great match, great match. And it was like awesome. It felt like a New Japan show. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, they started putting on this fluff. And it just, it was a big buffer. And, it, like, it, it really started bringing things down. I don't even remember what happened. What happened after the uh, Bully Ray segment? So after Bully Ray, we went to what we thought was going to be the last match of the show. Yeah. Um, What's the biggest, the, the biggest match in the company's history? Yeah. Right. The Bullet Club collide with... Uh, the best bout machine, Kenny Omega, taking on the American Nightmare, Cody. So they, they could have done that Boy Ray segment on TV. Yeah. TV tapes. Yeah. 
and instead we got it on the pay-per-view and it, it was just a, a waste of our time. Plus, like, what has Bully Ray done in, in Ring, Ring of Honor this whole past year that's mattered? Right. He just had that feud with the Briscoes. He had that and, yeah, I mean, like, um, I don't know. This yeah. This just was, like, a waste of our time and then, yeah, so we're expecting everyone that's come there 6,000 plus, the biggest crowd they've ever had. They sold those tickets off the back of Kenny versus Cody. And then they put it in the semi-main event. It's like they never watched WrestleMania 18. <laughs> what, what, what promotion is still making or, this, or this WrestleMania, Or WrestleMania 25. Yeah. yeah. It's like they, um, like and NXT actually did like the inverse of this, like immediately at the same time. So it's a nice juxtaposition. Yeah, we weren't there. And then like we watched that show today and it was like, okay. Their title match went on second, and the title came off better. They put on a great match, and the show was better for it. And this show, like, people people started leaving after the Kenny and Cody match because that's why people came there. And Like, 25% of the building just got up. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, we, we stayed like fools. <laughs> but this, but let's talk about this match, though. This Kenny and Cody match was phenomenal. Um, great storytelling. Um, majority of the match, it was like Cody had studied Kenny and was just constantly getting all the, uh, constantly getting the upper hand on Kenny, um, reversing all of his big moves, and was really getting a lot of heat on um, Kenny. Just like being there. I've never been in such a heated crowd for any wrestling match in my entire life. It felt like a soccer game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the crowd was electric. The entrances were incredible. The heat was just off the charts. Um, what did you guys think about this match? Like, what were your guys' impressions and feelings and thoughts? And share with the group. <laughs> <laughs> so, off rip to me. Uh, I don't know how you can come to any conclusion after going through this weekend. Um, and granted, we'll still have to go through WrestleMania. But I don't know how you go through... Non-main roster WWE um, throughout all pro wrestling and not come to the conclusion that Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Cody Rhodes are the two biggest heels in the entire uh, company or the entire world in pro of pro wrestling. Yeah, um, Cody, I think it's a more uh, global thing to where like uh, he he has now officially became a star. He, he one of the he's one of the biggest stars that Ring Honor's ever had. Um, quite pop in, in discussion, quite possibly the biggest star he ever had. Like. I, I um they, there was an intermission um before the between the um this was eight matches with Carter right yeah there was an intermission uh, between the, the ladder war and the tag title right. match yeah so there was a there was an intermission that was like probably fifteen twenty minutes long or whatever else and I went to go see uh, if I could buy a Cody uh, shirt or whatever else and see what kind of Cody shirts were available to show that they had something besides the American Nightmare American flag joint and. I looked around. There were two concessions. I, I took the entire night around the entire uh, venue. There's two souvenir stands right next to each other. Um, I went to the first one. I sat in line forever. Um, went there, and uh, they were like, nope, we sold out of those things. Like, you want a Cody shirt? Um, you should have came here like 12 hours ago. Like, they sold out immediately out of that Cody stuff. And then I uh, went to the next one over, and they were like, no, we sold out. Um, you, you looked around, and the only thing you saw was, I mean, not only thing, but like 80% of the shirts you saw um were were Bullet Club shirts and there were a ton of Cody Cody shirts like they and you you know I um 
I didn't know that was going to be the main or the second from the top. So I actually went to go um, between in a break, try to go uh, use the bathroom, um, and actually take a lap because at that point I was kind of getting tired. Uh, like uh, so, I was like, "All right, so let me you know take a walk around, and kind of you know get get right." And um, next thing I know, I hear Cody's music, and I was like, "What? What are they doing?" <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah. Just, it was so shocking. Yeah, well, we saw the graphic come up, and we were like, what? No, they can't be doing this match next. Right. And then Cody's music hit, and I was like, they cannot I, be serious. It was the wrong call. It, it flat out, because it hurt their main event badly. Badly. Like, that, they do the same as that match that Marty, and, um, that Marty and Dalton had. That match does not, it doesn't, it, it, it lands. Like, it, it just didn't. Because like the crowd wasn't into it, like they it gave it was similar to um, when you talked about um, when your experience at WrestleMania 32 being in the crowd in Orlando was like after the Hardys came out uh, for that ladder match, the crowd had nothing left, and it, yeah. and it took them a while until Goldberg and Lesnar went out there and had themselves a, a, a five minute uh, Ming versus Giant Classic out there. Yeah, so uh, it was you know it it was unfortunate, but um, I, I just but as far as the the match, um, but this was—I thought this was a really good WWE, a really great WWE main event type of match um, on a, on a pay per view. And uh, it's something—it's something where Cody, where Indy's matches are because of you know the, the quote unquote Indy striking style and um, in in the pace, like for him to get guys to slow down, like it actually makes. Um, it actually makes for an enjoyable watch when he's wrestling like these these great guys, like whether it's Okada or Bushi or Kenny, where like it's always interesting to be like I've always wondered like what would it look like if they were in the WWE and you see you actually get with Cody you actually get to see what they would look like in WWE and like you think like you think one day they won't be able to do as much stuff or whatever else but you think like no their match would be just as incredible and. Um, to work with Cody where like where he's at the top of his game with all of the cheating in the world and like the crowd genuinely hates that dude like they broke out fuck Cody Rose (laughs) they literally literally broke out into John Cena territory where like he's a top baby face and the top heel in this brand where they're going let's go Cody Cody sucks F you Cody they hated this dude and like but you know what also part of it is Cody gets cheered on most Ring of Honor shows. Right. This was wasn't a Ring of Honor crowd like that. Not entirely. Yeah. A large majority of it, and I would say the majority of fans, believe it or not, were like Cody fans. I yeah, was there very, was some Cody a lot of Cody. I want to say there was one section that was getting it started. Yeah. That was that was really but no. I mean you Omega make, was so much more over. The, the, he was so much more beloved. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. No. Kenny was. Like, Kenny was. Well, one, because Kenny, one guy's a babyface and one's a heel. Well, no, right. it's not just that. One guy's international, and never comes to America, and mo- guys are never going to get to see him. And then one guy's the flagship of that company, and actually, you know, what I'm saying like it's yeah. not a fair comparison because, like, like if you ask me who had the bigger pop, it's Kenny, Kenny had the, pop, Kenny yes. had the biggest pop of the night, and it but, was. Incredible. But the thing was, throughout the entire match, during the match. Most of his chants were based off of Cody. Like, Cody. About Cody. Yeah. Whatever, what, anything Cody did, it set the crowd off in one way or the other. And, yeah. and, and that's not to say anything bad about Kenny because. No, it's I, not a he, Look, you heard that pop when he came out. He had the biggest pop of the night. And he was over. He, like, there's no denying that he was over. But the fact of the matter is, there's different types of wrestling crowds and different viewers. Right. And, like, Cody, 
to the Ring of Honor crowd is a star. Yep. It's not the Ring of Honor of old. It's not 2004, 2006 anymore. It's not that Ring of Honor. It's the current product and the current viewership. Cody's the biggest draw in that company. Yeah, I mean, by far, absolutely. Since he's been in the company, they've uh, keep getting bigger and bigger houses. Dude, the uh, reason they're in that building right now is because of him. Yeah. Yep. Like they put on Dalton Cows and Marsh Scroll and that and look, I, I really like uh, Marty, but like he ain't. You know, maybe he does get a match eventually with with Kenny, but I don't think it's, I don't think they packing in seven or you know six thousand people. Or fifty six, or selling fifty five uh, hundred tickets um, in one night uh, right. to it. Now there's some there's some other things we got to talk about though, because I didn't think that Cody put in the best performance as far as athleticism, because there was quite a few botches in that match that yeah. I, I think need, do need to be talked about on both sides. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was just Cody. As you know, there's certain moves he's just not used to taking. He's not used. They don't do dragon suplexes very often in WWE, so he doesn't really know how to take a dragon suplex properly. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to take a reverse Rana, which is something he messed up also. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was there? The reason our savior was coming to play. <laughs> you know? yeah. There was also, like, they, they tried that dragon suplex twice. Like, one was a botch on Cody's where he could get all the way over and flipped over and ended up landing on uh, Kenny's back. And then there was also the one where, like, I don't know what the hell happened with, with, with Kenny where, like, he goes to do it, and like he basically like straddles the like Cody's back and like rises to the ground, or almost rises to the ground, like he's a like he's a horse or some shit. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, yeah. but you get past like you know there weren't there wasn't anything that was like they didn't ruin the match. They didn't right. ruin anything that ruined a complete full of the match, but like there were some things that stuck out. But like, um, I think I don't know, man. Like, who else? I don't think anybody else right now is at this level as far as. Getting the crowd to completely lose their shit and like completely forget, like, oh yeah, this is all fake. Yeah. Like this, as far yeah. as people's like disgust for this dude. As far as working the crowd, it's like, weird. I'll tell you what this reminds me of because I don't follow Cody Rhodes at all. And it's like, you get a feeling of like, he's not supposed to be in a ring at all with Kenny Omega. Like, he's not nowhere, like, anywhere near his level. And it's like, he's trying to ruin the Bullet Club. Like essentially, like, and that, like it, he's the fucking stooge. Like, and, and I, I know a lot of people like that watch being elite are realizing this and everything like that. And it's like, you know, how long is I know how long is the book club supposed to go on? Blah blah blah, whatever. But the way that like you know they're doing the manip- manipulation that resonates, you know, with folks. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, what, like. You putting uh, wow, JBL's on this fucker. Um, <laughs> they um, you know. The Kenny Omega I enjoy is at a level that's just way up there, and I don't think you can get that with Cody Rhodes. So that's, I, that's where it comes from for me. My problem was this. We did not get the come come to like make a point and prove a point Cody on that night, and I think there is that Cody. I've seen matches with him. This whole past couple months, that's what we've been getting. We got the... We got that at Russell Kingdom. We got yeah. that. We got that yeah. in Long Beach too. We, we, got, we didn't get a great match. We got. I don't, I don't feel like we got. We got match. main event Cody, who does a lot of heel stuff. Which he had the crowd in the palm of his, uh, in the palm of his hands. He did put on a good performance as far as like working a crowd goes. But as far as like an athletic contest, it wasn't like we got that side of Cody. We got heel Cody, and there's just like obviously Super Cody. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that was the best. Like. Yeah. But Work, working the crowd yeah. and like like doing stuff to piss off a crowd and set them and set them off. Like 
I think it was the best job we've seen from anybody since Jericho at Russell Kingdom with, with, with uh, coincidentally Kenny again. Right. Here's the thing, though. They are clearly this was not the blow off match, so that well, yeah, yeah and, and, that, and we that knew that because based off of the coming up New Japan show, there's a lot of more Bullet Club versus Bullet Club matches. Also, something very interesting in this match was a lot of Brandy Rhodes involvement, and Brandy actually ended up taking a V trigger through a table. Yeah, and um, Flip Gordon came out to come to her aid, so they're progressing that whole being the elite storyline with her and Flip Gordon. So why, you, why are you out here trying to break up the Bullet Club? Flip <laughs> Gordon might be breaking up your woman. Right. Part, uh, part of me thinks like we're going to end up getting... You sound like it's real. <laughs> no, no, he's bought it. He hates Cody. And that, <laughs> Fuck him. This is the proof of how good of a heel he is. You are a living embodiment. That's exactly. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. He's not good. Like, no, and, and that's why I sent him the question in January. Like, is Cody Rose good? Like, if you, if the the um, the goal is for you to hate someone, cool. You got that in the bag. But like, when it comes to like the wrestling, and that's what you know, I value as a fan. Is like you're not on this level and. You know, Rich, why are you here? That's almost some general hall shit. But the problem is the level is but the level that you're talking about he's being at, he's not a general hall level. He's at a three he's at a level where he has he has good consistently good matches. And the thing that's, is That's not good enough. Here's the thing. It absolutely uh, is if it's drawn if it's drawn if it packs the fucking house that sits and then you never had a house that big. Right. Clearly he's doing is he not doing Bro, something? Oh, no, 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 we had this discussion. Is this crowd came to see is, Kenny Omega and all the new Japan guys. No, they did. That's, that's why they true. were here. Right. That that's why true. they were here. There was plenty of Cody, there was plenty no, of listen. Kenny in uh Yamba shit that was still available to buy. So clearly that's not true. That's not true. That's not clearly true. it's I don't not. I don't believe I don't that. Believe I mean, I did see a bunch of their shirts still there. Here's why. People are still buying their shirts. They're, they, they're selling People are still out. buying the, Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. There's still a bunch of Marty Scroll shit there, too. So I didn't say And all of them, another thing about that is, did anybody, like, 80% of the crowd was buying Bullet Club shit. Was anybody buying any Silas Young shit? Was anybody buying mm. any, team, any of those fake uh, Kenny K- Omega shirts? Kenny. Because he's riding the wave. Like, like he's riding the Bullet Club wave. Like, they just brought this dude in. To but he took, the level, he took the wave to another level. So well, you can't say that he's riding Bro, the wave. He did not. He, the didn't take, he didn't take the shit not to another level. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Like, this is Kenny Omega's work that he's riding the wave. Look, you just don't, I get like, you know, you like to say what people don't understand. You just don't want to understand. So let's no, here's, yeah. here's the thing. John Cena's they're, a fan in the crowd. They're, they're selling out everywhere that they go, and they weren't doing that before Cody. They're doing bigger pay-per-view numbers all the time. But and and what's and, happening? And, 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 no, 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 What's happening? No, here's the thing. They're booking no, 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 no. guys on all them shits. That's a lie. That's not true. It's that's a fallacy. It's like saying that they, they've got them on every show. They show up once in a blue moon. They're still doing big business with no new big Japan business. Guys. One, one thousand seats in the building. Cool. Okay, and no one's had. this success. Nobody's that's, had the success. They also don't have the technology available. Here's the thing: they have streaming services no. to make their product bigger now. But listen, nobody has had the success that they've had since WCW closed. So you can't you can't compare it to anything else. You have to put or like to WWE and say, oh, it's not as big, so it's not successful. They're having the best success that this this they made more money with Cody on top than any champion in the history of that entire company's existence. That means he is the reason that they're drawing. You don't believe that because so so I, in that case, yes, I do. I do. In that case, that. in that case, just bow down before Roman Reigns. Then in that case, right? No, because that's that, because they're putting him on top. They're positioning him as the top guy. 
So not what, on but, Roman Reigns. But has their houses their houses haven't changed with Roman on top though? In, their, in their, fact, they've gone their, down. Their viewership yeah. hasn't changed. Their houses haven't changed. Their, their houses have gone down. Yeah. yeah. The product is improved with Cody. Like, Cody is the main reason that Ring of Honor is having the success that they are right now. I, I just don't buy it. You don't want to buy it. So let's move on. <laughs> you're right. I don't yeah, we, 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 yeah. 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 Right. He's a wave rider. Here's yeah. my last point. Rich Ladd is what makes Cody Rhodes great. <laughs> exactly. You are the living embodiment of why he's having success. That's cool. He's a wave rider. And you are too. With what? Because you're making him successful by hating him because you're doing exactly what he wants you to do. You're what makes him great. The fact that people like that hate him this much means that he is drawing. You're upset with him because he's in a feud with Kenny Omega. Period. Yeah, that's what it's about. Right. You're in a feud with anybody else. You wouldn't even you'd be like, yeah, I do see it. In fact, you see it all the time because he's basically a better version of Miz. He's yeah. And you love Miz to death. not yeah. better than Miz. Oh, so all right. We're, Miz. Let's, get, let's get out of here. Let's, <laughs> I will go let's, all day yeah, shit. Let's, like, yeah, let's wrap up. So, oh. so Cody get, ends up getting... Miz is a better talker. No. Miz is a better talker. Fuck no. Miz isn't a better oh, talker. Oh, I thought you said this man. I thought you said Miz isn't a better talker. This man's so a, upset. He's a man. He ain't listening no more. Let's move on, man. <laughs> so there was a ref bump. Um, young Bucks came out. They're taking his ass outside the company to get over. <laughs> the Young Bucks. The young Bucks went to throw a super kick at um, Cody. Cody ducked and ended up hitting so Kenny. Um, the referee revives. There was nothing they can do about it. Cody hits the crossroads. And gets the pin. Cody beats Kenny. And the crowd booed. My last thoughts on this. I think I do need to see the live version of this. The main reason why is because I felt in the moment like it was so great. But as we drove away, I started thinking about it. And I didn't like Barry the Bear. I didn't like the Brandy stuff. I didn't think... I didn't like the the Young Buck stuff was great on its own, but then when you add that in with also the ref bump and then also the the shenanigans with with Cody, I started feeling like maybe this was a smoke and mirrors match, and I didn't realize yeah. it because, because of the because of how um, because of the moment that we were there, and so every time I read a review, now when I watched it, I was like, wow, this was one of the best North American matches of the year. But then when I drove away, I started not feeling that way. This morning, I started looking at the reviews, and the people on TV are not saying the same thing. So I'm going to have to rewatch it. I will say, being there, it, it felt like it was one of the best matches I ever saw live, at least for the atmosphere, the crowd, the intensity, and the build to the story. And they, they've done a great job. I am still, however, extremely excited for where the story's going and to see these, these guys wrestle for real. And I want Kenny to get him in that New Japan ring. Where this, where the, this, the crap that he was doing won't fly. They're not going to let him bring in Barry the Bear to freaking to, Rust, you, you yeah, know, no. to, to Osaka or something like that. That ain't happening. So you would think so. Oh, I know yeah. so. Well, actually, no. New Japan does yeah, do some wacky oh, crap. All yeah. that wacky Toriano shit. Yeah, they do do some Ma- wacky mass stuff. Horse. But um, that was my feelings. What did, what were you guys like? Final thoughts on that? Uh, final thoughts. I mean, it was very heated atmosphere. Thought it was a great match. Um, it wasn't a blow off, so if the story continues, Cody and Kenny will wrestle again in another big match, um, and Cody Kenny will eventually get that win back. But I thought it was great for right now for progressing this whole Bullet Club Fallout storyline. I thought it was a great match, and I you know we just got done watching um, NXT Takeover, and uh, you know that was the choice the choice you had to make either you're going to go to one or the other, you can't go to both, you know unless you know. 
unless you unless you go to NXT first no. and then show up late to take over. Or unless you ma- unless you had master teleportation, you're not gonna be able to watch both matches at the same time. Right. Or unless you had the good connection inside the stadium, you can stream one while you're there. And your shit don't die. Yeah, right. and, yeah. So, um, so for me, we, it was a choice. And after after you know going through um, just going on both main events in particular, or even both cards, like I feel like um, at least after another match, but like just going on both main events, like. I'm glad I was there for Cody versus Kenny. Yeah. One, and then, um, and then I was able to watch the other one that dip, uh, you know, there because, like, given what you just said, Josh, about how the, what the experience was for both people, clearly this we made out the best way because people that are watching on TV, they're not they didn't feel it the way that we felt it in the arena at that time. Yeah. So yeah. Like, we made that's a great way to look at. I didn't think of that, but that actually that's a good thing to say. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so and what about you, Rich? Uh, the three star savior came to play. They had to do a match design around that. Um, I don't know. It was cool, like, <laughs> but I when I see Kenny Omega, I'm just used to like so much higher level wrestling. And no, that's fair. He's like he's got to essentially come down in the muck with his miscreant. Oh my god. So, so the the actual main event of the show ended so up. So did he? I got a question. So did he stumble with Jericho because he didn't have to wrestle the character? That match is not a typical Kenny Omega match. It was it, in a lot of ways. It still was a great Kenny Omega match because it he wasn't being stopped from doing things athletically, diving outside the ring, yeah, like going not just one dive, like multiple dives, and you know being a great fast-paced wrestler. He was speeding Jericho up at times and Jericho had no problem taking those suplexes and everything like that. And Jericho's way yeah, better Jericho's than Jericho's got Rose. war style. He's got new Correct. style. He has all those styles. He's got AAA style. Look. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> he absolutely does. But, like, um, I, know, I, know it's a joke. I know it's a joke. Yeah. Like, like, Jericho had, had no problem like doing all that stuff. Like, but my point is, like, if Kenny goes out there and has the... Goes out there like has a bunch of G one matches or whatever else. Like at this point, and Kenny's also said this himself when he uh, you talk about the Jericho uh, podcast, like the day or two days after they had that, that war. But like, what am I gonna do? Keep having great matches? Like I've, I've done that, been there, done that. Like, what can I do more to add on to my stardom and rise my star and do things more memorable or whatever else? Like, and he mentioned like moments, or whatever else. This was a moment for him, like. And to have a match that was different or whatever else, and also like you look at everybody's profile in this match, like the young every everybody that was involved in this angle, their profile got raised on it. And granted, like I know this sounds like the whole the typical uh, um, thing when you get a you know get something that uh, get like a finish that you don't exactly love, but like you look at the legs it's going to give you, and it extends out to you like. They're going to continue to wrap this up. Like eventually, they will get the Kenny. O- we will get the Kenny Omega match. And hell, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be Chicago or if it's going to be before then. It uh, what else is available? Um, Dominion, maybe. Yeah, it could happen in New Japan. It could happen at All In. So yeah. we're not really sure yet. The Cow Palace show. Uh, yeah, but you think yeah, right? So like you think of like this year and like all the stuff that like where Kenny is, where it almost feels like he's kind of like. Not really in um, New Japan, New Japan at all, or not even really in um, Bullet Club either for that matter. Matter with like the way like things are so, um, you know, torn. It's such a you know um, divide. Divide, right? Thank you for the word. So, like this is this is like for a story perspective as far as like figuring out what's going on with Cody or Kenny. Like I find that more interesting than this. Like, okay, 
Great match now. It's great match, great match, great match. Like, that was last year. Like, he's, he's doing something different right now. To a more storyteller. And, like, and to me, like, I feel like he's raised his profile even from this year compared to even last year. There's only one thing I don't like about it. I don't like that Kotobushi's caught up in this story because he's suffering from it. And he could easily be doing big things in New Japan right now since he, we, he was gone for so long. Now he's back. I expected him to be doing things. And he's playing second fiddle to everybody in the whole story. Like, it, it's the one thing I don't like about well, it. Well, yeah, but, yeah, that's true. But, like, what, but if they, you know, it turns to somewhere where there's a breakup between those two and that leads to... It'll be worth Jurassic it. Kingdom 13, I'll, like, if that's, if that's the move, then I'll change my mind on that. But, yeah, but right now I agree with you on that, yeah. It, it does kind of have him just kind of, like, just put on ice. So. I'd, I'd rather see, instead of seeing him tag, I'd rather see him wrestle Okada. Yeah, that's what right. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather see Omega wrestle Okada also. We will. I think we all would. Yeah. We because, will. You know, those are two of the five best wrestlers on the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so moving on, uh, the supposed, the actual main event in the show was Marty Skrull versus Dalton Castle. Shit. And we mentioned, <laughs> you know, a lot, majority oh, of the crowd. Can we go to positive first? Let's do positive first. And do, then, do what? Oh, do positive. positive yeah. Okay. Like, I have to say, that um, Dalton Castle's entrance for this thing was everything you would want out of pro oh, wrestling, yeah. And yeah, sports entertainment, whatever the hell you want to call it or prefer. That dude, you can say what you want to about the match or where the positioning was or or she be the champion or the Cecil champion or whatever else. That dude came off like a freaking rock star. Yeah, and he does every time. And you know what, Marty Scurll's did too. Yes. Yeah, and I know I'm a big fan of Marty Skrull, and I know I was one, I wanted to say I wanted I was hoping that they were going to put the title on him. Yeah, I think we all did. Too I think soon, we all too did soon. That. That's yeah. why. Yeah, Rich, yeah. yeah, don't you feel that way too? That you kind of felt that uh, that you sort of wanted uh, Mark Skrull to actually win the title. Yeah, because like I have no real connection to Dalton Castle because I'm not an active like Ring of Honor watcher, mm-hmm. um, and Marty Skrull impressed me like a lot more than he ever had um, with the Will Osprey match earlier in the week. Yeah, and this wasn't that match, but um, Marty was clearly the crowd, the crowd favorite, so I didn't have a problem either way. Like, this mm-hmm. is their company. Like, obviously, it's not our company either, but right. like, I don't have, like, stakes in it, so. Gotcha. They could attached. win either way. Yeah. Mostly attached. Yeah. My, my whole expectation going into it was, you know, I'm not as active a viewer as Jeremy is, but I know Dalton Castle. I've seen his work. You're absolutely right. His entrances... And his gimmick and his character work, top-notch. And his wrestling is pretty good. He's getting better. His throws are awesome. But as far as put, like his actual mechanics of, of wrestling are, are pretty good. But putting on a match, I'm just never, ever, ever into Dalton Castle's matches. And I don't think he's ready to be the main event guy in Ring of Honor. He has a main event uh, level gimmick. But not a main event level. Like the pacing and the timing and the stories. Yeah, I mean, matches. we've we've seen a couple Dalton Castle main event matches now, and then like they they, they, st- they get they start getting good, but then there's like a point where like it needs to go into a next gear, and it never really gets to that point. Dude, like, and people love that Jay Lethal match last month, and it never con- it never connected for me. Right, like it start it, like I said, it got to a point, and it was like, all right, I need a little bit more. I need something else to hit to that next level. And they were never able to get to that next level. And so I was really hoping that Marty Skrull, who's great at bringing that out of guys, would would do this here. But, again, maybe I need to rewatch it. I don't know yet. But for me, watching it live, maybe it was the disappointment that it went on last. It just never did 
and I, it left a bad taste in my mouth. It felt it felt very flat. The fact that twenty five percent of the crowd left, I was like, wow. It's like if you're the if you're a ring of honor, you've always been this trendsetter. You've always like been smart. It's like how could you fuck this up that much? Yeah, that was a really bad booking call. Yeah, um, I mean, all the main advertisements for this show were Kenny and Cody. Like, bro, like wasn't nobody here like checking for right. Colin Castle. I mean, this Kenny and Cody. The, the crowd felt deflated because I think a lot of them did expect Marty Scurll to go over. It felt like it was Bullet Club country, and then right. he, when he didn't win. Everybody from Bullet Club lost except Cody. Uh, Bushi. <laughs> Real, really member of the Bullet Club. I don't have too many things to say about this. Just that, like, I if if it had gone on in the middle, just like James said, it probably would have done better. I think it, those guys had to work harder, knowing that the crowd was leaving. How how dejecting must that be that you're at the top of the biggest card in the history of the company, and the crowd starts leaving when you come out to work? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's tough. So, that kind of wraps up uh, Ring of Honor. Did we want to get into NXT or... No. We might have to save that. We'll save that for another show. I think think, like any final like, you know, thoughts or opinions, moments. I will say this, like I worked, I went to 10 shows in three days this past uh, week. (laughs) I'm exhausted. I've I've been exhausted during this podcast. Uh, I, I feel like I haven't even been able to bring my usual enthusiasm to this podcast. I'm glad you guys are here to kind of like <laughs> help us out because um, I need I need us to be in a four way to to like protect my like you know my injury. I'm like Will Osprey right now, <laughs> but um, need some smoke and mirrors, yeah, right? Some, smoke some and mirrors, smoke, some smoke and mirrors. Um, I will say this though: I went to Progress yesterday and I, I was able to see Zack Saber Jr. versus Walter. Um, one of the best matches I saw all weekend. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? We didn't talk about PCO against Walter either. Oh, yeah. Absolutely legendary match. Um, 50-year-old guys ain't supposed to be doing that Pierre Carl-Oulette. Yes, Pierre Carl-Oulette. Uh, versus Walter. We saw it like 3 in the morning on a Friday night. And it was like an emotional battle war. Like, it, uh, a guy emptying the last, you know, bullet in his chamber, as we say. And... Literally taking control of, like, the access of time and saying, yeah, none of that exists. Like, I am I am who I am right now. I may not be what I was, but I'm going to wrestle the style of today, and I'm going to, like, leave my soul in the ring. And he fucking won. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah, that was insane. He took a be- such a harsh beating in the first half of the match that I was like, wow, it's just an extended squash match. But then it started it all turning. Sudden, all of a sudden, I was like... This is Flair Vader. I was like, what? And I looked at you guys. I was like, what if PCO wins this thing? And we, it seems so out of the realm. Yeah, it seemed of, ridiculous. Of, of, of like possibility. And then when he finally did, I, I felt emotional. Like, I was like, oh my God, yeah, this dude. thing did that, it. Like, yeah, dude, that was insane. Uh, PCO was out there flipping, diving, uh, going strike to strike with dude, uh, Walter. He did a sp- a split-legged moonsault. Like yes, freaking RVD. RVD. Yes, yes. He he did. He was doing um, a yeah, moonsault from the top rope uh, to the to outside. The outside. Yeah. yeah, he did. A, he was doing springboard planchas to the outside. Like he's like this was so incredible. Yeah. Um, like one of the great like you like I don't know if there's well there should be video. Of there's it, probably right? like, yes. there was probably like, somewhere between like twenty five hundred and three thousand people there. It was the, that Joey Janelle Spring Break was the largest drawing crowd that we were part of uh, outside of Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Yeah. It was insane. Um, yeah, if I could, I'd just like to go through and, like, give you guys the highlights of, like, at least the recommended matches. 
um, from my show. So, like, on April 5th, I saw Bloodsport. The ones that are definitely worth checking out were uh, Walter against Filthy Tom Lawler. Great match. The match of the night was Suzuki against Matt Riddle. Um, on Friday, I went to The Crash. And the match that you really want to check out... Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. After that, we went to the Super Show. Uh, WrestleCon Super Show. I think we all kind of like agreed like there was like four four or five matches on that card that were worth you know checking Check out. out yeah. um, basically, what you want to see from that show is uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Jeff Cobb, Ray Horse and Ray Phoenix versus Fumito and Bendito. Near five stars. I I'd have to rewatch it, but I think it's in that territory. It felt like it, anyways. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Adam Brooks versus Sammy Guevara and Shane Strickland. Um, the six-man match, or I'm sorry, the six-man tag with David Starr, Brian Cage, and Suzuki against Sammy Callahan, Juice Robinson, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and then Golden Lovers against uh, Chuck and Chuck Taylor and Flip Gordon. That was for me for the whole weekend the best show that I saw live. Yeah, uh, and I didn't expect it to be, but it was. Um, Friday morning, I saw the crash. Best match of that show was the there was a uh, three way match between Brian Cage, the Mac Willie Mac, and um, Sammy Callahan. Really, really good stuff. And then uh, after that, we went to Rev Pro, mm-hmm. and you you got to check out Ishii versus Saber. Zack Saber Junior. As well as um, Ishii, I'm sorry, as well as uh, Suzuki against Jeff Cobb. And the six-man tag match on that, that show. Abushi and uh, Osprey on it. Yep, Abushi and Osprey. Uh, following up with that, what did we go to after that? We went to WWN Shoot Super Show. Yep. So you want to see Sekimoto versus Keith Lee, and you want to see Matt Riddle versus Will Osprey. That might be my match of, of the like, weekend. Aside from NXT, like <clears throat> my indie promotions, like Matt Riddle and Will Osprey was what professional wrestling. Is all about. It was mind blowing. Um, and then we went to Joey Janelle Spring Break, and then Walter and Pierre Carl let, you know, knocked it out of the park. Um, the next morning, I went to Progress, and yeah, the Progress match between Walter and Zack Saber Jr. was another legend. It was the best uh, Zack Saber Jr. match I've seen outside. It was better than everything in the. Um, G1. In the in the, super best sorry. Everything the in the, is Cup. better than everything in the New Japan Cup, and it was right up there with his matches with um Oh man, we just saw uh Ishii? We, no, we just saw him on NXT. Ricochet? No. Roddy Roderick Strong. Strong. Yeah. Uh Shimmer one hundred was a really solid card. If you're gonna check anything out, you wanna see Madison Eagles against Deanna Parazu. The gun show. The gun, gun show. show. And then on Supercard of Honor, we just gave you the rundown on that. I also went to um, to follow to finish that all up. I went to uh, uh, Kaiju Big Battle, and then after WrestleMania, which is about to come on here in a few moments, we'll be going out to Kaiju again tonight. So that's gonna, you know that's or it. Not the Mania call. Yeah, Kaiju's there. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah, yeah. So um, did you guys that 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 was it for me? What did you guys think? Just to kind of wrap up, what were like the best matches for you? Uh, I think we've said, like, I think one of the best matches was definitely Will Ospreay and Matt Riddle. Yes. I mean, overall, this was a very fun weekend, great weekend, running into all these New Japan guys and meeting everybody, and everybody was so nice to us. And um, And we even get to talk, we made connections with people. 
uh, different podcasters, different sponsors, different fans all over the world. Fans yeah, all it was, over the this world. was great. And so, you know, we're definitely planning on making this a, a tradition and and us, you know, going to WrestleMania together every year and doing this kind of stuff. So, it was a great time, and uh, we appreciate all the fan support. Last week was our most uh, downloaded episode of Keeping a Strong Style. Thank you for everybody checking out the show. Thank you for your support. Yeah, so thank y'all. We appreciate it. And I just want to put these guys over real quick. Like these dudes have had. I want to say this is you guys' nineteenth show, and you guys were rich enough to do it with us. And um, I'm super proud of these dudes. Like just hitting the ground running, taking no shit, taking over um, the New Japan coverage, and carving you guys' uh, real estate out. Not only like on the Social Suplex Podcast Network as the top dogs, but like taking that shit like. Beyond. So, shout out to y'all. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. So, uh, next week we'll be back. No more- better than Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I agree with you on that. Next week we're going to have our traditional show with all the news coverage that we're missing right now, as yeah. well as the Don Taku cards are coming up, right? Uh, yep, yep. So, we'll have all that for you, so stay tuned to that. Make sure you uh, leave a rating and review on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. And make sure you're following us on social media. On Twitter, I am at Jeremy L. Donovan. The show is at KI Strong Style. The brand is at Social Suplex. We have Rich Ladder from One Nation Radio, who's at Rich Ladder 32. Yes, sir. We have also have James Boy. He's at James Boy 87, right? Yes. Yep. You catch me not talking about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um, Facebook or Facebook.com slash Social Suplex. Join our group, the Wrestling Squared Circle. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash wrestling squared circle on reddit i am the pro black guy josh is keeping it strong style so until next time goodbye good oh i messed up <laughs> all right good Sorry, until, until next, next time, time goodbye, goodbye and good night bang, bang.